everybody, and welcome to another Christmassy uh, The Televoid with uh, your host, Mark Kate Elliott, and co-host, LaToya Ferguson. Hey, LaToya. This is where I'm going to want you to drop in 15 seconds of Gwen Stefani's What You Waiting For as tribute from our previous Superman-related show, Smallville, the episode Spell. That's all I can think of during this episode of television. <laughs> <laughs> And we are joined by a returning uh, special guest with Rachel Ragu. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> and we are watching the amazingly ridiculous, also titled Season's Greetings, Lois and Clark, Season 2, Episode 9, Season's Greetings. Now, this is one of our three episodes we're watching called Season's Greetings, because what says holiday season like rampant consumerism? So, <laughs> this episode... I've never really seen the show. You guys are both uh, varying experts on the world of Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think I was at a point when this show came on that I was too young to understand it for the the camp that it had, and then when I was old enough to get it, I already had Smallville, Mm -hmm. so I never bothered. But you guys are just a little bit better about, you know, varying your interests and not watching 80 episodes of (laughs) Malcolm and Joe on repeat, so... So tell me about this show, guys. <laughs> I mean, it only gave us the single greatest live-action Lois Lane in the history of television and film. I totally agree. Yeah, I mean... Completely unsurpassable. Yeah. As much as Amy Adams was like my dream casting for film Lois Lane, they gave her a garbage movie, so that... Yeah, I was gonna say, everything. I never even saw that movie, but didn't look good. <laughs> no, but, she had so, nothing to do, too, so like... The problem for me is that having only seen this episode of the show, and I think probably like a handful of other ones, but insane. this is the one that stands out, is like, I couldn't disagree with you more, but I'm sure that's true that she's a great Elon <laughs> Lane, but she was, I- I'm gonna have a nightmare tonight because of her in this episode, which I don't know that it's really an insult. I think she did an amazing job. It's terrific character work, but it was a terrible script of this episode, and it was a ter- like a real terrifying- Written by Dean Cain. Whoa, 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 I didn't see that. He wrote no. this? Yeah. Yeah, I was like looking up the episode, obviously, oh, no. like, we're watch this, and then, like, writ- wait, wait, I did a double take when I saw it written by Dean Cain, and then I was watching the episode, I'm like, yeah, this all checks out. <laughs> Especially because he's, like, super Republican and, like, conservative. That checks out yeah. as well. Ooh. And it all the Hallmark movies and stuff, oh, yeah. yeah. It all makes sense once you realize the, yeah, you wrote the episode. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And that's what this episode is all in the family values. Like, it's really, 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 it's like the most ho-hum, it does feel like almost itself like a Hallmark movie. Like a Hallmark movie episode. That's one of my major notes. I'm like, this is, this is way too long. I don't know if it, I know obviously other episodes probably worked with the four, the 40 minute format, but this was just, this was a 20 minute episode. It seemed like it went it did. on forever. It really yeah. did. And yeah, like did. The, the plot was done by the first 10 minutes really. Right? It should have been resolved after that point. I feel like it should have been solved I, I looked up at like 25 minutes I thought it was done it wasn't done yeah, exactly it, it <laughs> I had so many questions about the logic uh, because there the whole no thing logic. is that <laughs> what are you talking about because <laughs> the whole obviously he had a point that he was trying to tell but like the whole thing uh, later on in the episode is when you know it's like uh, not even Black Friday because it's like a few days I, before Christmas I got questions Friday. about that they're too all, okay. yeah they're already so greedy and in order to get greedy you have to have been exposed to the mist so and there's only one doll that was yeah. out that I the, got, the orphans I got were playing real with. So about 90% it couldn't have been contagious. Plot. The yet. plot made no sense, and I don't know. And Do I, you know when this is supposed to be set? It's definitely Black Friday, or I thought it was. I, to me, it's not talking it's like not, it's the day before Christmas, practically the beginning yeah, of the episode. It, no, yeah, I assume it was like Friday. no Christmas Eve, maybe Christmas Eve Eve and Christmas. Like, but I can't see it being past like like bef- 
any time before the for the week yeah, of Christmas. I can't see that. So it has to get into the episode. And also, go ahead. Before we get into the episode, I'm gonna say it's especially crazy. I think that the fact that they introduced an important like canonical Superman villain in an episode written by an actor and not a member of the staff. Who's the super? Because Toy Man. Oh, is... Toy Man is an important Superman oh, villain. Okay. And they had him introduced in this, which is understandable. He'd be introduced in this episode. It's not understandable they would give the episode to Dean Cain to write in that instance. <laughs> well, though. I don't know that they were doing well, a ton nothing of thinking about this on the set. Episode made sense. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. Lois Lane's outfit made sense. <laughs> Denise Richards did not make sense. Oh, no, oh, my God. The list of people that were in this episode. Uh, Lois Lane, I watched the show in general. I don't even, it's, it was baffling. I mean, it was like the late, was it late 90s, I guess? Mid- it was early, it was early. Yeah, so it, they definitely had the kind of like cast list of the early edition like we've watched where it's like, oh my God, everybody who's everybody's been on the show secretly. Mm-hmm. But um, this is just, it was more to me baffling because it was such terrible writing, which I mean, I guess kind of well, makes sense because it was, we had a lot of old school it, people on it, the episode. Yes, it was like campy and also like, I would assume this is his first writing credit too. Well, I would hope so, but we can't be sure. I'll look back. On I'm sure they did the best they could, Ugh. given the fact that they gave Dean Kane a writing credit in the second season of the show. Oh, good God! So this episode is—it's basically—it's like a really convoluted. Um, I don't know. We can call it like a wife's up. It's a very convoluted, like mission statement episode where basically the the town gets not town metropolis gets obsessed with this toy but it starts off it's basically it's band candy but band like a candy, poor version yep, of band exactly band candy. and it's everyone yes. gets obsessed we'll, we'll we'll get into how that actually happens but so to understand where it starts out um we're introduced to the this orphanage like right from the beginning lois and clark are just like meandering down the street Next to an orphanage, bantering about and how... And wearing the best outfit, even though she's wearing a hat that's very Blossom or Alex Mack. Oh, that's right. <laughs> or Alex Mack. And uh, Lois is already, from the beginning, introduces someone who's a little bit ambivalent to Christmas because she treats it like, well, what's the difference between Christmas and okay. the holiday? And uh, like, to me, that's where you're, you're really... Like, when you guys... When you're saying that, like, um... That uh, Dean Cain is, like, you know, obsessive about... Like wholesome family values that makes a lot of sense to me because I don't know if I'd say he's obsessive, but like the signs are there. Well, this episode's all about like Christmas meaning Christmas. It's one of those like things where mm-hmm. it's like the real meaning of Christmas is like loving each other and caring about other people. Wow. And <laughs> and this episode starts out with like her not even really being never she's never flippant about Christmas and she has yeah, to completely just... defend herself like three separate times to him where she's like I've never said that I hate Christmas. I just think it's just a holiday like Arbor Day and he's like and that's insulting. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's like that because it's like again because you've only seen this episode Uh really it's basically because their dynamics always giving each other shit but she gives him even more shit because she can Mm -hmm. and it's just basically he's so confused because he's he's Kansas boy like Christmas he's, is everything, Chloe. Yeah, What's he's, wrong with he's you? He's from a farm. He's from a farm in Kansas. I, I want to know what Superman has against Arbor Day. That's a great day, too. <laughs> Trees are important, you asshole. Uh, but so, would, you put on the same, would you even put it on the same level as 4th of July? Right. Like I Because she, put, she puts it on the same level as 4th of July. I'm like, even that's above Arbor Day. Come on now, Mora. Uh, yeah, but still. It, it, they, the way that he gets so up in arms about the fact that she just considers it a holiday and not like a superior calling for all of humankind to come together as one like calm down superman that's all it is from the get-go he's just like he's basically christmas's biggest more this is clark not superman oh i, I know i know superman well from. i yeah so she, this is them walking basically already arm in arm even though they're not dating or anything 
Um, and, and they they stumble across this orphanage where that's why I, I was so mad they weren't dating by the end of the episode. I was it makes no sense. In the last now, honestly, scene. I didn't. Even, I could not understand if they had already started dating or they were gonna date. They had they, not yet. They basically no, they only started dating in season three. That's crazy. That. In the la- but like in that last scene, it's like, how are they not making out yeah, right now? They basically were. It was like a physical makeout. <laughs> <laughs> we we could we could all see it in our minds. It just was not right. Happening. Like their bodies were just. Oh, I wouldn't say they're making out, but they were like heavy petting each other. <laughs> uh, but so anyway, so besides that happening, where they stumble across the orphanage, that's a recurring theme in the episode. We're introduced to um, well Sherman Hel- Helmsley and Isabel Sanford. I know him better as Steel Condor from Up, Up, and Away. Any other person in the world would be like, I know them better as the Jeffersons. Obviously. I literally, when I was watching, I'm like, why do I know him? I'm like, I know he's a famous, like, 50s, 60s, You're 70s the worst more actor, I but I couldn't. <laughs> I was just like, Up, Up, and Away! But, I love uh, to get a negative review about your lack of television knowledge on our television What's podcast. wrong with Up, Up, and Away? It's the best! Oh, God damn it. But anyway, so I can well, with the authorities if your first instinct was not the Jefferson. I do I do wanna say that in my notes I say that's totally the still kind of from up up and away equals sign I'm a terrible person. So I do know. <laughs> I do know right away. He, we're he, just gonna keep, it's, yeah, I apologize in advance, audience. We're gonna keep referencing like Disney Channel, like, wonderful world of Disney movies. So <laughs> deal with it. Uh, so don't deal with it. Like you should rant, you guys. Yeah, but it's it's also really awkward to me because it's it's both of the Jeffersons. It's like not even like it's just one of the. It's it's real creepy from the beginning, and they're not playing husband and wife. They're playing a boss and a secretary. Secretary who is clearly like Ooh, sprung on him. It's like real creepy from the get go, and he's like super creepy to her like from the beginning. And they're sitting and there in the. She park. has no spine because if she had a spine, like. That could have stopped the, all of this. Oh, oh, I have so many things to say about her accessory after the fact forever. Like, I am so... Oh my god, she made me livid. But, um, they're sitting in a park, which is covered in snow, and all these kids are making this really gross-looking, um, snowman. It's, like, completely lopsided. Which is cute, I guess. But, like, the kids are all kind of just, like, goofing around and doing stuff. And then we have Sherman Helmsley, like, saying, like, I'm gonna shake up the world. I'm gonna shake up decency. And she's like, um, calm down. It's alright. And he's like, no. It's gonna make everything great. And he has this, like, box on his lap and he calls all these children over and he's like, I have a present for you kids. I'm like, this is so inappropriate. I love it because I'm like, this is the nine, early 90s so no one knows anything about how strangers are bad and how people get kidnapped. And these kids, like, there's like 20 kids that all come over and look at this guy this with kids, like, a fucking hey. lascivious box on his lap and he's like, I got a special present for you children. The kid who thinks a bully but it's actually not a bully is like, you're not some kind of weirdo, are you, mister? Right. He's like, no, I'm a toy maker. I'm like, that sets off weirdo flags to me. <laughs> And then he starts and he starts telling them like, Hey kids, don't you want this cool rat? It's an atomic space rat and I'm like, Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. So the- and, I'm glad it's a magical science thing, because otherwise it makes no sense that anyone wants any like it's just an ugly results. rat, and it has, like, a weird yellow nozzle in its mouth. It's not even, like... Even in the city, they don't need to, like, get like toy it rats. Did duct tape, like, the silver Yeah, it's just a real it. piece yeah. of shit. Like, if it's gonna be the core, like, premise of the episode, spend a minute... Make it the teddy bears that the kid has at the end. That would make more sense. Like, at least that's, like, a cute thing for a kid to have. Not some gross-looking rat monster. And so... Maybe the point was it was so ugly that it could... That it was supposed to be... Oh, I'm, sh- I'm sell, sure maybe. You know? And plus it was, like... <laughs> You know, rats are greedy little things, so, you know, it's not like it's a mouse. So, you know, it's greed. (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, so he, uh, he hands out this rat to the kid, and 
I mean, like, this is some real, like, 90s stuff, because every moment of the opening cold open could put this guy in jail for life. Like, it is crazy. Like, not only is he sitting, like, well, he has a woman with him, but he's sitting in a park full of children alone, not with any children of his own. This is a pre-Y2K world. Yeah. (laughs) Has a box, gives a present unprecedented, and then takes the present and sprays a mysterious chemical in his kids' faces. And that's an orphanage you should have, like, surveillance. It's next level. It's so next level. And the kids are all, then they all go nuts. And he says to her, like, Mrs. Duffy, watch what happens. And it's like, oh my god. The rat makes the children greedy. I'm like, they're they're children. They're already greedy. Yeah, I know. I I didn't understand that one at all either. It should have really only focused on the parents. But, so then, but like, honestly, like, how are we supposed to ever find this person at all sympathetic if he starts out by experimenting on kids? I never do. No, I don't either. I I never do. But like, you don't start with the kids. The kids are supposed to be the accidental stuff, like, later on that, that you screw with. You never bring the kids into it if it's a real, like, villain. You should just keep it to the adults. Not that it's good you're dosing adults, but at least they're not, like, literally... Full on innocent children. This is, who are why orphans. The, this is why I prefer the toy man from Smallville who was just willing to like blow Oliver Queen up. Like, <laughs> nice. just get to it. Yeah, so, so this, it's, it's awkward because he pretty much starts out as a, like, literally one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. And then Clark, I haven't been walking by oh. with Lois, sees all this. They're getting a big, the kid's getting a huge oh, no, he, fight. He hears all of this. Well, he hears all of this. He has the like, yeah. super hearing. Because they're bullying the, who we learn is a, a mute little girl. And that's the one that actually, the one who looked like a bully was like, leave her alone. But now they're all greedy, so they're all like about to like kill her with snowballs. And Which, by the way, I really love the set dressings like for all the snow and stuff. It, that did a good job. It really did look They went all out on that, honestly. I feel like that's where they spent every bit of their money. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so they, they, um, they start trying to pelt her with these snowballs, and Clark having intervened. Uh, well, having been walking by... Superman intervenes. Yeah, he hears Laura. it as Clark, then he becomes... Super- he's like, oops, gotta go shopping last minute. <laughs> like you do, I guess. And then runs off, leaving uh, Lois, alone, Lois alone, and then blows the, the snowballs in the worst F- FX I've seen in a long time. That was... It's from the early 90s. I know. It was like, the best at the time. Maybe don't attempt shit that you were just not capable of. You could have done that practically way better if they just put at it At that time, screen. that was that was great. That was the capability. Yeah. And television. And uh, so they all go, like, floating away. First they all just, like, hover. I'm like, that's not how wind works. <laughs> but I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then, they, then he blows them back on the other children. So we have we have Superman basically, like, throwing... Well, Laura, have you ever used children. super breath on snowballs on children? I don't think you have. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not an expert. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he does that, and he, he messes with the other kids, and they're all like, ah! And then the little girl gets away. Um, and then... Meanwhile, we ca- he like, gets off. what a Christmas this will be! Like, shouldn't... Honestly, like, Clark's not an idiot. At the, I mean, I don't think he is. So shouldn't he notice, like, hey, it's a little weird that all these kids are, like, rampantly, like, going nuts. Instead, he just kind of walks kids. I, I, them. Honestly, no, I expect I it from them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I expect it. They're jokes. children. <laughs> but, um... This is the worst more. I don't know if you realize this. Oh, I know. I fucking my notes are half kids are annoying. But uh so why would you bother? But uh so the um uh, the um uh well I don't know how to we'll, we'll call them the Jeffersons, I guess, because they're they're just still they get away with it essentially. They're just sitting there like basically Mr. Burnsing it in the corner, like, yes, this works. No, okay. he's Mr. Burnsing it. She's not having a back she's worse than Smithers. It's weird though, because I I feel like at times you're right, she does, but then other times She's only like into it when she gets like the presents from him, but, but then even before that, she, like, she's still kind of into it at certain points. Like she's there for all of it. She's not really like conflicted. she's like there for him. 
Yeah, but it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand her at all. Um, but so, uh, then we get the credits, basically. Uh, so, well, we, just, we, before we get the credits, then we should say that he, he announces rather he, prophetically, yeah. and now all these rats will be on sale for Christmas! And I was like, but, yeah, like, on Christmas? Or- I don't think they completely say it there, but, like, yeah, he's disgraced because he was a failed toy maker, basically. And it's confusing to me, because he says something about, like, they're gonna be on sale for Christmas, or... I don't think he says necessarily on Christmas, but he implies, like, really close to Christmas. I'm like, that's not really well, where you'd want to put... You want to well, them out immediately. You don't want to... Considering we don't know what day anything is... Also, just television in general is like, yeah, people are always just buying Christmas things on Christmas Day. No, <laughs> no movies. one does that! Just... Jingle all the fucking way! The entire premise is he's buying a stupid Turbo Man on Christmas! That makes no sense. There's, I mean, honestly, I know that there are people who shop up until the last day. That's, I guess, true. But that doesn't make them not, not the majority. Terrible. Yeah. It doesn't make them any better parents. It makes them terrible parents. You shouldn't be shopping for something on Christmas Eve at, like, midnight. You're, that means you you failed. If you have not gotten the present by that point, you have failed. So let's not try and make it, like, this big, like, let's line up. It should have been Black Friday, really, if they wanted to do it that way. But this is early 90s, so I don't know if that was necessarily as big of a thing. But, I mean, whatever. So it didn't really give a date, but it definitely feels way too close to Christmas for it to be that good a plan. Because, honestly, mm-hmm. if you want to get the most of those products out, you should have started, like, a month ago, bud. But, um, so, the credits start, and now I don't, again, I was, I didn't know who was always in this, and it was freaking me out, because that's where I find out that Susie Q is in this episode, which is... He's not Susie Q! Well, the love interest in Susie Q, aka, for the rest of this episode, I will refer to him as Susie Just Q. Just refer to him as Jimmy Olsen, don't be, uh, don't be more about oh, it. The actor's name is Justin Whalen. He's great! I Olsen. love him in Susie Q, that's why I say that. He's, he's great. I, I enjoy him a lot. I think I've seen him other things as well. Stop trying to ruin our podcast with Disney movies. <laughs> But, um, so the credits, the credits introduce everybody to the episode, if you don't know the people, there's, obviously we know, I I knew that Terry Hatcher was in this, but it's still really weird to see her so much younger than ever, I don't don't think I've ever seen anything else of that era with her in it, most of the stuff I've seen her in is more modern, um, but she's, she's our Lois, and now obviously Dean King is Clark. the best! Uh, And Lane Smith, I didn't know was in this, is the, is the, uh, Perry White. And then it's yeah. of course I said you didn't. Q. I didn't know you didn't know that. No, I really had not seen this show. Watch the watch the damn first season. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> so it's probably something that I've seen like in passing, but I just don't have a lot of recollection uh, for this one at least. I, I watched a lot more Smallville and it kind of I overlap of what I've seen of what. Um, but uh, I also was really like in, as the credits are wrapping up. Denise Richards is also in this episode. I was like, all right. <laughs> Along with Dick Van Patten and obviously yeah. Hemsley, like Truman Hemsley. And, um, Here, um, let me Bill read Sanford. an anecdote about uh, Denise Richards. What was she doing on the show? She's on the DVD guy? commentary. She's just in this episode. Uh, on the DVD commentary, what? Dean Cain mentions that at the time of filming this episode, Denise Richards was so inexperienced as an actress that she nearly ran into a wall while rounding a corner. This occurred just after Angela found out that Jimmy rigged the secret Santa. So she's only in this episode? I believe so, yeah. What? You've watched, like, shows from the 90s and before before, right, Maura? No, but it's the way they treat that character. It's like, of course he's been in love with her forever, and he's gonna try and date her, and then never... What? Yeah. She introduces who she is, and also, it's like any show where it's like, oh no, my best friend just died, an episode like, (laughs) we've never seen this friend before. Like, come on, Maura. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) You Um, understand how television works, right? Yeah, she's the Eric Balfour of the show, is what you're saying, I get you. Um, but yeah, okay. (laughs) Not even the same thing. (laughs) Okay. But. Yeah, so, oh my god, You're like, our ratings are plummeting (laughs) as we speak, because of you, Maura. (laughs) 
Bah humbug. Um, but yeah, so they're they're. I'm happy no one says bah humbug in this episode. <laughs> I know. I'm really well, happy about that. They're actually. really close to Lois. I feel like they were trying to get her there. She she doesn't even hate. I know, Christmas. but it's like she I'm, hates how like it's too much at this point, which is. I was on her. I was honestly, on her side. Honestly, a different spin. Yeah, was, even like Jimmy right. agrees with her exactly. Um, and so they're back to arguing about Christmas though, like it, like it never ended because of course that's they, all they argue about, about everything about. though. It's not okay. it's not about Christmas. They argue about everything. Right, that makes a little more. I see again. I didn't know. I was like, my God, they won't talk about this Christmas fight. And then they walk past the Santa giving out or trying to get collect money for. I thought it was the Salvation Army. That's what it usually is. But turns out it's I guess for the, for the, the orphans. orphanage. He but, was only working on the side of the orphanage at the beginning of the episode. Right. So it was like, I I knew it was the same guy, but it was, <laughs> it was weird because he had like the little bell and everything. It was kind of bizarre. But um, I thought he was helping like, out all the charities in Morris Mine. No, but I thought I think getting that money. I think Salvation Army has like a trademark on that. Usually, I would imagine they're they're terrible. That's why I was like, he's like, no one's given anything today. And I'm like, well, that's because you're probably Salvation Army and they suck. But but anyway, so but <laughs> the uh, views of Mora do not reflect the views of this podcast. They do suck. I'm not even lying. They're terrible. Uh, but so no one's listening at this point. Oh, uh, but so so it's really confusing to me. That I guess well, it's not that confusing. It's, he is the orphanage, I guess, owner or like prime donor or something. Like he's well, no, he's actually off. Santa Claus. Spoiler alert! <laughs> so bad. Well, no, again, also in the nineties, Santa always existed. In any episode had Santa in it. it was you know what? Though the funny that, that you're absolutely right. Like that is true. Like how many other things in the nineties with actual Santas that we need? Even in a fucking episode of Smallville makes Santa real. That's crazy. Santa, in an episode of Smallville, a Christmas episode, Santa is getting drunk on a roof, and he's, like, about to kill himself, and Clark is able to be like, nope, no, you have so much to live for, and then it turns out Santa is real. Santa was suicidal. Wow. <laughs> Can we watch that episode despite it not being a season's greetings? I mean, like, suicidal Santa sounds like a great band name. Well, <laughs> real quick. <laughs> They know it's not. That's a disaster. Well, this Santa—he's not suicidal. Uh, might be, but this this is this Santa is not like oh, it's like a tongue twister. This Santa is not suicidal. He's just bereft, I guess. Yeah, like, sorry. Yeah, like he's he's pissed that nobody's donating to this <laughs> orphanage. He's just word. depressed. He's he's upset. Rashna, did you see a pissed man? <laughs> Besides <laughs> Mr. Jefferson, did you see a pissed man? No. <laughs> I did not. I, I like project his... some serious like issues on character. <laughs> well, he was definitely upset about the he he made a note of the fact he that was like, well, get, yeah, well upset. Yeah, I, should I say. mean he was sad because no one was taking part in the spirit of Christmas or whatever. Like <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> he was being serious. He was like, ah, these, these fucking people in Metropolis. <laughs> well, Clark sees him upset and enough to offer Superman it's help, but right. Well, after Lois is already like bummed out enough to be like, "Oh, this guy's good," and she gives money because she feels so guilty. The poor orphans have no money. <laughs> and Clark's like, "I'll work it out. I know a guy who flies in and out of Metropolis all the time. A, cele- a celebrity." Wink. <laughs> Which is like, how is that really? How does Superman gonna get you money? Like, is he gonna sign stuff for he, money or something? Like, he, just he says exactly. Is- he says he's gonna get the stores to donate toys. But he does that to as orphanage. Clark, not as oh, he does as Superman. You're right. No, yeah, he's doing Mora. <laughs> you're right. Do you pay attention to the? Episodes I do. Of I just knew. I just. I did just catch myself before I was wrong. But I, he, the problem is the Dean Cain looks the same as Superman and Clark. 
Like, if you're going to be Superman versus Clark, give me some difference. he was wearing the Superman suit. He was wearing the Superman suit. That's a different thing. I know. Clark could wear glasses and, like, overly large coats, so... Right. But they just keep showing him from, like, neck up, so I'm just like... I don't know. But anyway... (laughs) There was a lot of chaos going on behind him. I think I just got confused. I got sprayed with the rat. I got sprayed with the rat in the interim. But, uh, so he he promises he's gonna try and get some money. Um, but also, we find a little bit more about why Lois is a little bit bummed about Christmas in general. Because she calls her sister Lucy... Um, who, she informs her that, yes, mom isn't going, basically. She's having a party for Christmas and her mom can't go. Um, her dad, she can't even get on the phone. And, uh... Yeah, apparently dad's assistant doesn't even know who she is, so... She's pretty fucked. And, uh, and Lucy's like, oh, I'm in love and I'm I'm going to Venice for Christmas. She's like, oh, how romantic. And she's like, oh, Venice, California. I'm like, what do you have against Venice, California? It'd be a nice place to have Christmas. (laughs) Damn, Lois. But uh, she's like, must be an actor or an artist. It's like, oh, I guess that's a bird. Have you like, been to Venice, California, more? No, but like, well, I, exactly. Okay, so it is Lois's a bird. reaction is correct. Okay, all right. I didn't know any better. I always think it's probably it like a stoner beach like burnout. My my opinion of Venice is just a lot of people like uh, inline skating on the boardwalk or something. I don't know if that's what. I wonder is. why more. <laughs> Bunch of this 90s music shit. videos. <laughs> like, that's why. But, um, oh, 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 and, uh, what was the other thing? Isn't the, um, Billboard Dad set there? <laughs> like, I don't know. Never talk to me again. <laughs> okay, so also. But yeah, so Paranoid. she, she, this is where we also get introduced to the chemicals, which I, right from the beginning. Is We're not there yet, because we still have to talk about Perry White and Jimmy Olsen. Oh, of course. Well, Perry White is insane. Like, I. I understand the need to make him more and more insane, but he's insane from the beginning. Like I, I don't know where you're getting this insanity from. Now. I loved him. I loved him. He was my favorite part of the episode. I don't understand. He was great, but he was just a little bit crazy from the get go. He seems like a cowboy How? who just stepped into a newsroom. Well, that's Lane Smith in general, right, exactly. Which I loved. I loved every bit of it. Like he was my favorite. But where was the insanity more? <laughs> Uh, what are you projecting awesome. now? Insanely awesome is what I meant to say. Okay. But so, um. Oh, yeah, I was just. Because he wants to spend. Like, this is the first uh, Christmas he'll get alone with his wife, so he's very excited about that. It's it's sweet. I think he's really sweet from the beginning, to be But honest. where did you get insane from? He's a little goofy, is what I'm trying to say. Then he gets more and more insane as it goes. I think he's the most out of control when it comes to the rat shit. Like, it gets really weird. But, um, anyway, so, um... <laughs> Actually, uh, let's for real quick, because my favorite part about when he's, like, on the rat pheromones or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> is that he's like, I want to go to Graceland. I'm like, this yeah, isn't any different than to- Barry White ever. He always wants to go to Graceland. That's, like, his favorite place on Earth. I love it. It's like he turns into a kid from the 60s or 70s or something, instead yeah. of, like, turning into a kid. <laughs> like, yeah, he's still him, like... He's still himself, as opposed to everyone else. It's he, magical. Like, he always wants to go to Graceland. I'm like, I wouldn't... If I were his wife, I would not be surprised that he wanted to go to Graceland for Christmas. Like, Maybe that's why she reacts the strongest. Like, she's the most, like, fuck you. I mean, I guess Angela also I feel like too. they did go to Graceland for one Christmas. They definitely go to Graceland at one point, together. He's great. I love it. Um, and Jimmy Olsen is in charge of the Secret Santa. Yes. People in the 90s did not know what Secret Santa was. It was pretty hip and cool. <laughs> You know, as Secret Santa. It was really underground. Good God. 
But yeah, so Lo- so uh, and then Lois obviously is a little bit uh, curmudgeonly again because everything's kind of her Christmas party there is gonna probably gonna have a very low turnout basically is what she's getting at. Why is she having a Christmas party? She's if like, she doesn't like Christmas. She what she doesn't like Christmas is that she hates how in like actually the word insane it is. But I think you're right, Rush. I think it makes no sense to me that she once, says even to Jimmy it's too much. But once everybody says no, like her three main people that she'd be inviting say no, why are you still so gung-ho about having this party? Maybe just like exactly. let that party She never go. says party. It's just like well, when, get when, when we get to that part, she definitely still makes a full meal as if she was going to have a full party. So it's a little strange. But I think she's kind of holding I on mean, to I mean, in theory, I want to assume that maybe she had made the food already uh, and then they had like the sleigh ride. And then they're like, well, now we have other well, things. So. Would she be have been cooking for like three or four days? I guess well, so. The whole thing is ridiculous. You, you, that no cooked yeah. at all. She was like a baby during part of it, so who knows? But anyway, yeah, uh, that just seems like a big hazard. But so uh, everything about that, I don't understand because I have real questions about well, we'll like get to it. yeah, the morality of how yeah. people were gonna probably die. So, yeah. That, but so, now so yeah, so Richards is here. We get introduced to chemicals, <laughs> which uh, the way we're introduced to them is so stupid because they're in a big vat. Uh, the Jeffersons have clothespins on their noses, and they're using boat paddles to stir. As, as, well, like, this is ridiculous <laughs> that George Jefferson has a nose pa- like a paddle on his nose, and then he has to remind Wheezy to get one on her nose, and then she's like, she gets pretty close to it, and then she puts it on her nose. I'm like, no! And once no! we find out later on how things react, I'm like, this makes no sense, because it should have... Plus, they, they seem to be stirring it like it's like a, a soup or something, but we know now that when it gets hot, it, it's useless. So I'm like, so, what? But then, well, kind of is a soup then. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, it's but, not, uh, it is a soup. It is, but it's a cold soup, so it's really confusing. Because remember the whole thing when you heat it up, it's useless. well, no, when it's it, well, it's useless when you heat it up when it's in gas form. Like I guess is that what the spray is? Then no, because when she when she opens the I thing up, know. it's still kind of goo. The science is really I know, and then he goos it into the into the water, so it has to be goo at some point. I don't know. Like, I'm, that's what I'm saying. None of it tracks for a minute. They use the word goo too many times I, in this episode of television. Yeah, because it's spray half the time, so I'm like, I really can't follow this. But it's also, I'm like, why are they using boat paddles? Like, they work in a factory where they make this type of stuff. Surely it, they have like, some kind of a smell smelling. disgusting until you, like, get sprayed with it, then you love it. It's so gross. It's really gross. And Oh yeah, the kid at the beginning, he was like, "Wow, it stinks." Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. and the very professional <laughs> instead of like wearing gas masks or anything, they're just like, have clothespins on their noses. <laughs> I was just like, this is just Shouldn't it get like in their eyes or something? Like shouldn't that be part of it? Like if it gets into your nose and they're breathing still, so like they have to be able to they're breathing it in somehow. I I guess you have to smell it in order to I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Because if it's a chemical, it's getting into your body, even if it's getting into your fingernails. So it just didn't make any sense to me. But regardless of that, yeah, they, they are just the like stirring it. Yeah, they used, go ahead. They used to oh. work at Metropolis Toys and they were fired last Christmas. For Because his toys reasons. weren't hipper, like edgy enough, basically. You yeah. know, he's a fucking right. Like, he was and even that, bears. even that escalates to like meaning more than it really at first it just seems like they were like oh they didn't get what my vision was and then it becomes like oh and then they didn't get like how i wanted to take over the world <laughs> so it's like it was like oh my god he can't even like settle on a backstory really <laughs> every time they go back to it he's like more and more like um you know been 
the way he was fired was different. Like he's by the end of this episode, he's basically like screaming up into the air like a real super villain. It's insane. Um, well, and then this he actually does it too, where he goes, "They're gonna pay and pay and pay." Yes. <laughs> like he literally he wrote so over the top, and they literally like zoom back every time he and then, says "and pay." It was so. My bad. next note is for the next scene, which it says, "People going extreme Black Friday over this dumb toy." And now this toy is like, as far as I'm concerned. A nothing. It's an independently released toy. It's basically, you know, the pl- like, talking about ripping off plots, it's like a plot from Season of the Witch, or not, right? Isn't that Halloween, to- Halloween 3? It's basically just some random, like, third-party toy-, toy that no one's gonna now care about. Now you're Halloween 3. Well, I'm, I, I, mean, I mean it in the sense that, like, I don't think this is, like, some big up-and-coming toy. Like, toys that are big and popular on Christmas are, like, super huge brand-name toys that have been promoted to the, out the wazoo. This is just some random toy that some some defunct manufacturer made in a darkened laboratory with his a secretary. Like, I don't know how... I'm guessing the key is the supplier. I guess he had those types of rats and he just happened to have chemicals to go with them, but that's a pretty huge risk that guy took on this being a huge... I guess he promised them that there was some biochemical... I don't know. <laughs> it's so stupid. I know, the guy, like, I think as long as he promised the supplier money, like, that seemed to be all that matters to the supplier. It's a huge risk for that supplier, but I guess you're right. It's possible they did that. So, that's, that's, but, but what we're saying is it's, it's not, it, it is kind of out of nowhere, this big giant deal. Everyone's suddenly obsessed Especially, with it. Yeah. And so they're late. like, like, it's, we, we mentioned earlier about kind of the vagueness of what it does, but... The, the greed that, that gets uh, turned on when they start spraying each other and everything doesn't really happen. Then, exactly! Like, it doesn't why? happen until, like, I think minute 20 or something. And, or maybe a little bit earlier. But why like, does everyone spray themselves with it? Oh, why would you do that? Out. I do not know. That was so confusing to me. <laughs> but so, the, the, the amount of greed and obsession with it should not have started before they start shopping for it because no one has access to these. Th- only the only one we ever get you is don't really the know one what it is. that Lois gets or something. How do we even get the first? Like, one? Only oh, the kids know what the what the toy is. Honestly, yeah, yeah. right. They all freak out like, oh man, it's a oh, what was it? Uh, fucking, I have it written down. It's like a space rat. Like, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Atomic Gun Space Rat. Atomic oh. Space Rat, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm like, wait, what? Like, no one's even... Me- I mean, that's, you know, he, he he introduces it like, aren't you guys excited to have this? But it's not like he even says it's A. He just, like, they all know it upon seeing it, which I don't really buy at all. And then, of course, the adult- I mean, maybe you could claim that these kids, like, the word of mouth from the kids seeing it is enough. But Again, even then, they're all orphans. orphans. So orphans. where are these parents yeah. coming from? Like, they all get adopted the same night, and the parents all go out the same next day? Like, no. Um, so, when they do go, uh, Lois and Clark go to the toy store, I think, which, is Jimmy there too? No, yeah, Jimmy's there. And they all, three of them, go to the toy store to yeah. do a story on these, these toys, which, again, where is all this, like, obsession with the toys coming from? Who knows? But, let's say, they realize it's gone crazy. Lois somehow pushes her way to the front, and the store manager, upon hearing basically just like, hey, I want to do a story on this, lets her in the door. I'm like, that's not how any of this work. You have to show some kind of press credentials or call ahead or do something. He doesn't <laughs> let her in. She's fucking lame. I know. She's but- kind of a big deal. And it's also stupid on his part because he just like opens the front door and everyone comes stampeding in. Like, of course that's going to happen. You have to like let her in the side or something. I don't know. It was just stupid. But so she gets in. She gets the first dibs on the rat. Exactly. Yeah. Genius. And sprays herself with it instantly, 
Why? I'm not sure, but she does. She gets one look at it, basically says, oh, it's kind of ugly, sprays it. She's like, I love it, basically, which is now the theme for the next 40 minutes of the episode, which is, again, way too much. But so she she's now acting kind of trash. And then, I mean, my notes here are all just... What was Terry Hatcher doing? I don't know what she was. This kid voice is gonna haunt my nightmares. She is the only one who did a, a kid voice. Why, Why did she do that? It. it was so upsetting. And the, the guys were goofy, but they were not like. Oh, she makes this kid voice where she's just like, "Oh my god!" Like it's the worst thing in the world, and I, I, I it's upsetting. And I don't care for it. It's so <laughs> intense, and she and they're all acting like children. That's basically what happens. Is again. It makes you greedy and also act like a child. And if 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 Sherman Helmsley yes. knows that it can do this, why is he hanging out in its storefront where people are spraying them willy-nilly? Like, why did he never get dosed? Isn't it an aerosol spray? Shouldn't it just kind of go into the general vicinity? He's, like, basically a foot away from everybody while they're spraying But it. apparently, as long as you just it only, like, don't sprays breathe. one person, I guess. Or later on we find out, as long as you just don't breathe, it's fine. I'm like, no. Which like, ridiculous, because someone will, like, touch her, and if she opens, like, her nose again, then... It's stupid. It's completely stupid. <laughs> Makes me live I, d- I do appreciate the, like, the whole thing about when, once it's boiled, though. I found that pretty funny. It was... I mean, they needed a reason to get it, because otherwise it was just too real. Like, a, a really dark, like, uh, basically infectious episode where it was... Everyone's basically ruined. Because it, it goes off, like hotcakes. Everyone instantly gets co- like covered in stuff. Chaos ensues. Even Clark and Jimmy get sprayed when they get back to the office afterwards. Which So we just, there's a stampede. Everyone's like, oh my god, they're obsessed with it now. And um, the Jeffersons are thrilled about their plan. Or, or Mr. Jefferson is super thrilled about his plan. And uh, they get back to the office and Clark is kind of just already kind of annoying where he's just like come on, give it to me finally. Like He's not even sprayed yet. He's just like, I need to do my story too. And then gets it and then instantly sprays himself with it. And then <laughs> proceeds to start one of the grossest scenes I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> when Jimmy starts to stuff his face <laughs> with some M&Ms. And Clark, full stop, waits till he turns away and then... Vacuums. I love it. Vacuums an entire tube of M&Ms He full on hoopers it. It's so great. It is horrific. Okay? Like... <laughs> When I saw, like, I'm, I'm not even lying. When that happened, my mouth legitimately dropped because I was horrified. And it is not, like, it's not even, like, it's not just, like, like vacuum up a little bit. He sits there and just vacuums it like a vacuum for a full, like, There's ten seconds. sound effect. It's so great. It's, it's gross. And then Jimmy looks back like, what the fuck? How did you just eat all of that? And then, of course, Clark starts eyeing his uh, M&Ms, too, because... He's just obsessive. And now this seems incredibly dangerous, a, prom- a premise to introduce, is that Clark is susceptible to it. Because wouldn't Clark just be, like, killing people left and right? Like, he does have, I guess, the same kiddish vibe that he had when he first came to Earth. So I guess he was able to control it then to a degree, that he wasn't murdering people constantly if he got annoyed with them. But it seems like this actually adds an el- element of, like, recklessness to you. I don't that- even... No, yeah, if it's, like, making you the kid version of yourself, besides maybe Perry, just makes you a kid. Yeah, Perry didn't make any sense at all, because he wasn't really greedy. Because, apparently, Clark does not act like how he acted as a child, Wait. according to his mother. 
Wait, hang on. Why do we think that Superman as a kid wanted to kill people? Oh, no. I don't no. think that. That's my I don't, I don't think that either. I just mean that when he was a kid alien, he didn't know his boundaries until they were taught to him, essentially. So if he got in a fight with the kid, he could easily kill oh, somebody. Okay. And I don't mean that he could. But we see later on he does do that with, with uh, Lois. He doesn't kill her or anything. But, like, he'll use his powers to mess with her because he's being petty. And... When he has powers as severe as his, oh, yeah. it can get really out of control. So it just seems really yeah. dangerous to have that kind of power and no responsibility, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Ha 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 ha. Uh, but yeah. so, um, so <laughs> then we um, then we get more Terry Hatcher with her kid voice. Like her kid voice is bad at the store. It gets like next level when they get it's back. So to it. it is disturbing because it's it's, it's a kid like i don't mean it's like a baby voice really like coming in. it's it's yeah. like the scene from community where you get the the allison brie baby baby voice like it is and she's a grown woman obviously in a power suit literally like dancing and hopping and playing hopscotch like going like oh and it's just it's it's not it doesn't sound natural it sounds like someone dubbed a voice over but it's i creepy. can't i also can't imagine her doing this child stuff with her normal voice either that's the, that's the problem i know it's probably good i mean i'm, I'm almost glad in some ways because it makes her seem a little more removed but since no one else did the voice it was super creepy and, um, so, uh, of course, then also, we, we do get the ridiculous Clark dancing because she's in trouble scene, too, which I felt was, like, really upsetting. <laughs> like, Dean <laughs> Kane dancing around, like, nee, 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 nee. I was just like, I don't want to see this again. And, um, so then- So you want to see it more time? Make oh, gifts? Oh, God, it's so upsetting. And then we also get, um, Perry- Basically, when Perry comes in, sees what's going on, because they're, like- basically throwing a tantrum and this is what i mean it's like yeah she's made a hopscotch with a magic marker on the ground right and then the three of them are just gone full-on crazy and she's like running around screaming at everybody and the reason why i say like the whole like doesn't know his limits clark is that like they're playing tug of war over this he's luckily keeping it in check but again he could rip her arm off like this is you don't know i I, obviously he knows how to this is why i always also say that like they're they're acting like kids, but not the kid versions of themselves, because uh, his parents show up, they, like, bought presents in the city, and they're gonna, like, go back home. But, like, they show up, and they see him too, do but... this, and his mom, like, grabs him by the ear, and he's like, ow, ow, ow. Which and is, to like, me, a child reaction, not Clark Kent the child reaction, I don't think though. Clark Kent was ever like that, though. Like, that's what I'm saying. Okay. That's why I think it's, like, a certain type of kid they turn into. Like, it's... It's, it's like an it's aggressively just, obsessive kid, like a bratty a, yeah, kid. Yeah, a greedy kid, but it's like not the child version of themselves. Yeah, it's it's really upsetting. And so he's dancing around. It's terrible. The um, the But is it what you're waiting for <laughs> terrible? Oh, gosh. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. <laughs> stop it, stop it. Um, yeah. The Dark Prince is coming to the barn, Mora. <laughs> Damn it. But, um, so... Deep King actually did go to Princeton. Connections. Oh, good God. But, um, so the the chief, the editor-in-chief, Perry, comes in and just dads everybody into submission, basically. He says, what in the Sam Hill? And I was... In love. <laughs> he's great. This whole scene is just so basically they're all acting like bratty kids. He comes in. He's the first person to really like put his foot down with with the stuff. Everyone else is kind of looking at them like you guys are acting like assholes. But he comes in. It's like, hey, stop it! And he actually gets the rats from her. So it's confusing again. I'm like, isn't it supposed to be like they're obsessively greedy? So shouldn't she just have to get them ripped out of her hands? But she does hand them over to him. 
I guess there is like a limit to it. It's just they just act more kiddish than they do greed. But I'm like that doesn't really seem because the kids are acting more greedish than they, uh, who knows. But so greedish? yeah, greedyish, greedish, <laughs> greedyish. But uh, uh, so God. he hands she hands over the rats to where's Professor Arturo to teach them the meaning of Christmas? Oh Jesus! So uh, he, uh, she hands over the rats to Perry, and Perry like grumbly like stares down everyone like. Like literally, like a little Clint Eastwood, and then walks back to his room, um, or his office, and <laughs> he implies that he's he's like, "What's the big deal about these anyway?" Like, I don't understand it, but we don't really see how that that works out until a couple of minutes later when we find out he must have sprayed one of them on himself when he walked in to see what the big deal was about. Um, in and the meantime, at this that's point, is this where everyone's yeah. all like, everyone's crazy at this point. Which doesn't which again was, doesn't make sense because it just only had these three rats. If, like someone either went to the office and stole the rat, or like, <laughs> is it transmittable? Because that's like that makes sense if it's transmittable. That I makes everything is, make though. more sense, but I don't think it is because his parents aren't and they're there. I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I mean, like, it. I, I, I feel just... like it's transmittable because of obviously the way the parents are. Like if like another or an orphan touches another kid and then they touch their parents, you know, that makes sense. And then it also makes sense because. Later in the scene, once Clark is one of Clark, he like he takes Lois to go wash her hands, and then we see her after a shower, and she's fine. That makes sense if it's transmittable, unless you like get it off. But of his you, mom you know? grabs him by the ear. She should have it then, right? I don't know. <laughs> Again, there's no logic. I assume it's like face and hands, but oh. I guess ear not so much. Do you have an opinion on this, Rashad? Do you want to weigh in? I think. <laughs> I think. It's not transmittable, but it would have made sense. More sensible. It's almost like that was like a thought they had, and they were like, "Mm, "It's too annoying to have to deal with that, so we'll just like imply it and never actually address it directly." (laughs) So it's like, "Well, that's not helpful because that makes no sense at all." Yeah, because because if they had it transmittable, then like it would have been way harder to contain, I guess. Exactly. Well, it's already pretty hard to contain, but my god, if it had been that, like Clark steals donuts. Yeah, but like once they figure out how to. Yeah. And when he steals the donuts, like, it should have been all over the other donuts when he grabs the donuts. So that means that maybe that's how the entire office gets it, but he grabs a bunch of donuts because he's, again, being an asshole yeah. and just stealing everything. Plus, like, later in the episode when they had her sprayed in the face with that thing, she just said, oh, I held my breath. Well, that, and then, and, so. Again, insane. It, it's an aerosol. It should stay on your body. <laughs> the minute you open your nose or breathe at all, you'll have it in your... It's so stupid. Exactly. So stupid. So Again, Dean Cain wrote this episode. <laughs> but uh no, so, no member of the staff. It was it was hey, the star. Hey of the Latoya, show. don't take him to test. He went to Princeton. Uh, so <laughs> so they uh they Meanwhile, Perry wants to do the twist on Yeah, that's what they ca- um, Oh my god. <laughs> that scene when they cut to him I mean I knew that was the implication is that he's probably either gonna either be the hero along with the Kents or again another person who could falls for it. But he falls for it in the most severe way. Like they're all acting kiddish and stupid. He acts like a whole I mean it is like a young he's, man, but it's like he's on band candy. <laughs> it's crazy. It is it's band candy extreme. <laughs> he's got like his tie only his tie on, his jacket's been loosened up like literally like he's Elvis. Uh, I mean, his, his uh, uh, Oxford's open up like that, and then he's like got his hair a little willy nilly, and he's like just spinning around, having a great time. And the Kents come in to see him, and they're That's like, incredible. "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> because he looks deranged to be honest like he seems absolutely like that's not normal behavior not that the other ones are behaving normally but they could just be 
you know, acting like asshole or something. He's full on just in a, in a manic episode, essentially. And I'm also confused about why his parents were just stopping into his work. Like, what? That's not normal. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. That, just like they have, they have like ten presents in each hand, and they're just walking. Wait, so they into were, work. I guess they were still shopping. They were stopping by to see him. You keep that shit in a car or something, or you put it in. I don't know. You go if home. They have a car because like. They're a taxi, so I mean, they're storing him there before they go back to his place. It was their flight. very unprofessional for him to have his two. He's not like he runs the place. Like oh, was that just... was very unprofessional. Yes, that was the unprofessional part of the episode. Mora? <laughs> no, the rest of it was too. But he, they were coming there thinking it was a normal day. So I'm like, that's not normal behavior. This is why Clark has like really awkward relationship with his parents. He's too dependent on them. He's like calling them every night based on the credits. I'm like, God. it's Christmas time. We had Christmas presents. I I'm know. sure they had some Christmas. But I was also confused because he says he's catching a flight back to Metropolis. He probably did have a present for Lois, if not for the fact that she, like, jumped Still all over all them. Still them. But there, he says he's going to take a plane back to see his parents in Metropolis, or in uh, Smallville later that day. So I'm like, so these people just have all this money to be just flopping around town? I'm like, this is ridiculous. Why doesn't he, why don't they just stay in the city and have dinner with him in his apartment or something? It was ridiculous. It was Their a complete waste of money. Her son has all this money. money. Uh, <laughs> High-profile writer for the Daily Planet, Maura. I guess so. Well, that's why they should have stayed at his place or gone to Lois's if they got her present. She shouldn't have invited them to her place, but she I guess she's out of her mind. He has a but tiny anyway. place. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. But anyway, so, well, no one else showed up. It would have been a small family anyway. But, uh, so, she steals all the presents upon immediately seeing them, which I did enjoy that scene because Terry Hatcher is just great. They come in with, like, ten presents I see scenes apiece. of Terry Hatcher stealing people's presents. It's, it's amazing. That should be the she show. She comes up. Just says, oh, is this one for me? And how about this one? And this one? And this one? And just literally grabs at least six presents like, and runs away. One might be for you, not all of them. And my favorite bit is that it doesn't really, it doesn't, <laughs> the, the, the camera doesn't follow her. It just sort of, she just runs out of, out of screen and it's, it's beautiful. Like, <laughs> to me, like, the whole running out of the frame <laughs> is, like, every, ba- the best part of that scene is because it's just, it just displays her as, like, a little, like, pixie or something. Like, she's just a crazy person. And they're just standing there like, uh, what just happened? And they're now introduced to the chaos that's going on. And then we had another scene where, of course, having seen Clark behave that way, they're super disturbed. He but breaks really... Lois's heel! Yeah, they don't really know what's going on until they Which until, is very um, Martha sees him use his heat vision yeah, on her on heel. And that's where I was concerned about his... Um, like, that's dangerous for Clark to have this yeah. stuff going on. Like, someone should have been, I guess no one there really knew what was going on, but I'm like, oh, thank God they're there to intervene. That's probably why they're actually showing up. Um, and then, so, Martha saw that, is pissed, and then another really awkward scene where it's like, I feel like this is this incredibly awkward dialogue, but I don't really watch the show, so I don't know if this is normal, where she pulls him by the ear into another room and says, I've never spanked you, I've never had to, but right now, I'd like to drop your britches Tan your high and tan your high like a cheap piece of leather. I love that. They're farmers <laughs> from Kansas, more. What do you? What don't you understand? And this is the nineties. I know it's early nineties as well. But like so you can talk about spanking someone; it's not a whole ordeal. It was more like I'd like to drop your britches and tan your high. Like that was a weird line for your mom to say to you when you're like thirty years old or something, or however old. I don't know how old he's supposed to be, but probably like twenty six, late twenties. Yeah, late twenties. But so, so he. So he freaks out, like, whoa. And that that kind of, 
Martha Kent, in all of her power and wisdom, is actually able to somehow shake her son out of a chemical hole, but okay. It seems to slap some... It's also the fact that he's Kryptonian, and, like, it was never gonna last that long in the first place. But it seems like that was what got him out of it, right? Like, she should have done... Like, really, she should have splashed some water on his face. That would have totally made more sense, but... Regardless, it's enough to draw him out of the spell or whatever you want to call would it. Would it make more sense for Can you please create a context in which her him, her splashing water in his face would have made sense? If he came up, said something rude to her, and then she threw a drink at him? I don't Why know. Why would she, Who throws a drink at their child? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, in general, people don't actually throw drinks at people's faces, but, like, who throws a drink at their child's face? Or she just takes him like Lily Clark did and have him wash his hands. I don't know. But so, regardless, or have him, like, put some water. Who knows? There's not a lot of logic here, though. There is no, re- like, logical way this would have happened. In- <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, Jonathan goes, maybe Jonathan goes and gets a couple of uh, glasses of water and he just trips over a rat. <laughs> and then what is wrong with you? <laughs> Trips over a rat. <laughs> yeah, the rats are the rats. By the end of the episode, I've just been kind of treated like, oh, who cares about them anymore? Now we're talking about the chemical itself. But anyway, so so she gets him out of it, and he's now back to being like he's a little loopy, but he's back to Clark essentially. He's not the crazy kid version of Clark that he's been for the last like fifteen minutes. Uh, and he's like, I don't know what happened. Last thing I remember is getting sprayed in the face with that rat. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was, Clark. God. <laughs> Like, why would you get to that point and know exactly what caused your your delusion and then not be sure how it happened? I remember him saying, last thing I remember is getting off the elevator. I don't remember him saying getting sprayed with the rat. No, he says get sprayed, and then then someone sprayed me in the face with the rat. No, he said It was so weird. He does immediately realize it, but I'm like, really, dude? You should have just been like, it's the rats. But, um, so so she's like, oh, they're both all, like, like, shocked. And they decide to, like, obviously intervene. He stops Lois from all the drama as well. He's like, oh, no. Um, and then we get to, like, the best scene, which I don't even know if there was follow-up on. The homeless people? You're 100% right! I have that in my notes. I know construction workers, and then he's like, unemployed longshoremen, and they're, like, all around. <laughs> Wait a minute! <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> oh my god! I remember when that was happening, and I'm thinking, how's this gonna play out? And it never does, you're right! What? It's <laughs> so weird. They are a hundred percent one of them who has a grappling hook. <laughs> but you're right. They probably had. Like, Dean Kane is the worst writer in the world. But they absolutely. I mean, the, it's the casting was great because one of the guys has only one tooth, and I was like, that is too much. <laughs> one tooth. Oh my god! It's so. It's so funny to me that that literally has no the scene is no literally I have all the scenes it's not like it's like a scene where they like have a cup of coffee and talk about being Superman it's like a scene where you Sherman Helmsley wanders into an abandoned scene. train yard and tries to entice a bunch of homeless men to be villains Sherman Helmsley says flop house during the scene and I just I could not control myself I can't believe I didn't realize. I mean, like, I remember thinking, like, how the hell- What's happening now? I thought he was gonna, like, get- Obviously, it implies he's gonna use them as, like, an army. And then things escalate very quickly about, like, him dumping it into the water source. I'm like, okay, is this gonna become a thing? And they just dropped it. They don't- They're in the one scene. That's amazing. I don't- How is- What? Um, I'm- 
Okay, all right, let's take a break before we get to the rest of it. Actually, did, so, you, did you remember a version of the show that had them have another scene? No, I... I so no. let's all discuss, what do you think they were going to do? Rajma, <laughs> what do you think they were going to do? <laughs> what what do you them? I really didn't think about them coming back. I was just like, oh, okay, that's a scene, well, I had guess. a grappling hook. It def- they definitely had a grappling hook. <laughs> What what would what, so what do we have as a grappling hook? What, what, what do you guys think that would be would be the follow up to that? Like we should what probably is, close it off like a normal regular have, would. So they're like around the, the like fire in a barrel, and then they see Mr. And Mr. Jefferson. And they're like they're like look who we got here. Like they want to like beat up some old black people <laughs> with their lead pipes and grappling it's, hook, and then it's crazy. Mr. Jefferson starts talking about flop houses. And he comes up and, and misses and misses Duffy's like, what are we doing here? This feels really dangerous. He's like, just calm down. I got this under control. And then does, yeah, this does is that. Plan B. And like they never, like they don't use it. Wow, they don't use that. And it's not even like they don't use it. Like they, they don't. It, it just it's completely. You could remove that from the episode, and it would have no bearing. That's amazing. You would just have no like. You would have no grapple. But essentially, what, it's the scene. It's like it's like the scene in a bunch of any super hit, Superman kind of movie or any comic book movie where you got the villain rallying his new set of troops. Basically, he goes down. Crew, his yeah. new crew. He's like, I need people to fight for me. You guys have been really screwed by the industry as well. Like, wouldn't you love to get some of this money? And then nothing happens with them. Uh, it's amazing. I mean. I mean, unless he, I think what you're, what he's trying to imply is he was trying to incite more chaos, but they never show any of the chaos happening. So all we know and is maybe they're what looting. They're all thugs, apparently. Yeah. So like, the only thing they're good for is lead pipes and grappling hooks. One dude literally, when he when he says maybe... something, he really like like thwaps a lead pipe in his hand. Like, yeah, let's get it. Like, one dude has one tooth. <laughs> one tooth. <laughs> What's he about that? Maybe the point of it was just to like be like, oh, I hate Christmas, and just underline oh, that. It's, I guess. It's but considering how they try to like rehab him at the end, this makes even less sense. I thought the rehabbing so, well, at the end was a hundred percent network, but I don't even know if the network cared at this point because they let the rest of it slide. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but, exactly. Well, yeah. They have no quality. Yeah, but so okay. Oh my god, yes. I had that, so he goes. He tries to entice them. They're all. They're. He also. It also feels really loaded because it's a bunch of like homeless people, like again thug, like people who are literally warming their hands over trash can fires, and then he pulls out a wad of cash and says, "Who wants to do something to get some of more of this or this or whatever?" I'm like. And then even one of them says, like, jokingly, like, oh, I know a way to go right to- well, I would just take it right from you. And they all, like, giggle, but they still, like, decide to, like, split it between the, like, 70 of them. <laughs> and, like, but secondly, I'm like, why would they not have just beaten this man to death? And why wouldn't this have resulted in a brawl amongst them to try and take it for themselves? Like, it was- I'm not trying to incite- uh, inc- like, I don't- I'm not trying to generalize all homeless people as, as being- but these people were not, like, homeless people who were, like, sad- they were, like- Again, like people living in boxcars, ready to murder people. Like it was weird, the, the, the weird clientele where it was just everyone's gonna like, start a fight. Like, were they like, fight. Beat, beat them to try to like consume them? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't like, know. Do you think they like they had that fire in a barrel and they saw like like we got here? Like, did they want to eat them? I don't know. Wow. I really there's no there's no logic to it at all. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That's absolutely that's. <laughs> That's amazing. Because <laughs> it's not, and again, it goes right back to being like, absolutely <laughs> useless the second it's done. Because they wanted to eat Mr. and Mrs. Jefferson, but then, like, Mr. Jefferson's like, 
we'll do this, no, and then we never see what but happens. But the thing is, they are, Mr. Jefferson and, Ms. And, and, and his assistant, or uh, secretary, they go to them. It's his idea. Like, he instigates the whole thing, so... I know that. That's why I'm asking. Oh, yeah. Like, the homeless people want to eat them until, like, they have in effect. I thought you meant like they were like, who are these people? We're gonna take okay, no, no. It's just it's it's weird to me because it feels so <laughs> arbitrary for the like the whole entire time and you're thinking, Oh, when's the shoe gonna drop when they all actually show up and as like his gang of, of homeless men? But none of that hap- nothing happens with that at all. It goes away immediately. They should have been the ones to dump the thing into the water right. supply, not they, him. Or maybe they would have stolen it, stolen the stuff that, that he needed to get that there. Uh, but we don't see that happening, so if it happens, it's, it's all off-screen and never referenced, so we don't even get, like, a, a throwaway line of dialogue about how they helped, you know, rob someplace to get the kind of materials they needed. My god. That's crazy. <laughs> but so, yeah, so... <laughs> that's one of the more insane things we've seen, because it was literally out of control. So, uh, it wears off, um, so Superman uh, shows up at the office, like, that's not surreptitious at all, and um, he decides to uh, try and get everybody else under control, and he does. He, he succeeds in that. Um, and then once it is worn off, uh, Lois especially, they decide to go talk to the distributor we mentioned before, who's like, I don't know I what- I appreciate th- that it's like they're hungover. Yeah. Like, she- it's like she's hungover, and he, he pretends, pretends to be hungover. Because he's oh, yeah. Uh, but so, he, he brings her to this, this, I don't even know what you, kind of like a- Ray Liotta style character. But he's like a weirdo, like, you know, I, said, I, I wrote Goomba Shell in my notes. <laughs> because, seriously. Yeah, and he, at first he's like all about, because she says, I'm going to write a story about these, these rats and how, you know, the chaos is going from them. And he thinks it's about, like, his success as a distributor, which is like, of course, like, there's like nobody, with, again, like, he's acting like he's big fucking news. He's still got, like, oodles of these rats behind him. I'm like, that's not really like you're selling out. Like, you still seem like you have a ton of products. Like, if he was really doing his job, he'd have nothing there. It'd be empty, like, broken boxes and, like, leftovers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was not... these Everywhere we turned in this episode, there was, like, towers of these rat boxes. And it was just, like, they should be gone. If, if we were supposed to think that these are really, like, selling, like, hotcakes the way they are implied to be, they shouldn't have stores of them just lined up on their, like, random, like, whole uh, villain hole... Uh, entryways. But anyway, so he he's like, yeah. I'm not gonna talk to you if the uh, article's not about how great I am. Pretty much. <laughs> and then they decide to, like, steal the invoice even Yeah, and they basically get their hand too, though. They're not gonna- yeah. <laughs> it was pathetic. <laughs> it was a really poor job done by both of them. But this is also the scene where she grabs a rat and sprays it. Lois' distraction, I do I do appreciate that. She starts the Although I'm like, Lois, if you don't remember anything, how did you know to do the stupid kid voice in your distraction? <laughs> Oh, wow, This yeah. writing sucks. It's, like, a terribly written episode. Like, that's my biggest drawback from everything, is that not only is it all chaos and insanity, it's that it just it just has so many genuine plot holes that it, the writing is so poor. It's and boggling. I will give you that it's, like, a cheesy show in general. It's, right. like, 90s and campy. But, like, the writing's... And- Typically, especially in the earlier seasons, not this bad. It's at least it's Dean Kane. At least yeah, have Dean Kane. Yeah, at least have stuff pay off. Like you're not having any of this stuff. Like you're introducing this homeless element. But this show, and it just this episode got off. great ratings, by the way. Oh, you want to know how many people watch this episode of television live? Oh please tell me, tell me, tell me. Nineteen million. Oh my god! What the show is nineteen great mil- in the ratings. Nineteen million people watch this show live. 
Yeah. Like, the, the, season, the season high was 21.3 million. Do you want... Wow. Also, so... Lois and Clark go, like, on their first date in, on episode 13. Or at least he asked her on their first date in episode 13. After this episode. And... And by the end of the season, he... Uh, proposes to her. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, that's... It's all downhill from here. <laughs> so, all right. So, getting back to the, so, oh my god, insanity happens. They go to the distributor. They get this invoice that shows <laughs> where it all came from because they they track the distributor, but they know that it doesn't really matter who's distributing the mice or the rats. It's whoever's making them that has this kind of the the chemical stuff going on. And they do figure out who it is, but they can't find him. So they're trying to track him down that way. Um. So this is the point. Like. Again, this has to be like 25 minutes in the episode, again, which feels like three hours long. Mrs. Duffy finally grows a conscience out of the blue. I mean, she's been a little bit hesitant. No, again, not even a conscience, just a backbone. Yeah, yeah, a backbone. Oh, oh, also, by the way, Lois asked Clark to, like, come to her dinner. He's like, nope, I'm going to Smallville. I know, what a fucking see rude ya. thing to say. At least be nicer and say, oh, I'll see what well, my plans are like, and then get back to her. It's just him being oblivious, Clark. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's but, be um, honest. And then, we so, know Clark can, can be oblivious. Oh, my God. But so Clark is an idiot. By the way, these toys are like going for fifteen bucks. Oh my god, nineteen ninety five. Fifteen bucks a pop. Uh, so Mrs. Duffy again suddenly has a backbone <laughs> and says to, to one of the more bizarre sentences of the episode. Again, this is where the writing is suffers so poorly. She says to to Mr. Jefferson. You used to love children. I'm like, footage not found, Miss Duffy. Everything we've seen of him so far, he's spraying children in the face with chemicals. Like, spraying orphans in the face with chemicals does not imply that he's, like, always loved children. That means he's orphans. far off the path. Oh, yeah, so, and then, then he says to her in but response then he's, to- she forgets all about that because he gives her a car and faux fur and jewelry. But he also says a sentence, I used to watch you leave the office every day. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and, she, and she starts, like, fixing her hair and checking her ear. He's like, oh, Mr. Jefferson. I'm like, gross! I'm like, but I guess she's flattered because he, he watched her go to the bus and, and be cold and tired and sad and stuff. So he's like, and I got you a car and a necklace and fur and la la la, now you're rich. And she's just like, alright, fine, whatever, fuck, fuck children, screw orphans, let's be rich and, and successful together. <laughs> like, this is embarrassing. Like, well, like, Mrs. Jefferson, you haven't locked it down yet, girl. <laughs> but also, like, why introduce this at, like, minute 25? Like, why wouldn't she have gotten that, like, the, the minute... I don't know. It just... I mean, I know they weren't selling until that point, but for her to suddenly care about the kids and then immediately get rid of the kids, it's almost just like you wanted to reinforce the fact that they're terrible people. And it does that, but they don't they don't really mean it because they, they go back on that whole concept by the end of the episode because it's again poorly written and needs to be wrapped up because I can't carry over until next week with this like creepy villain who's like spraying kids in the face. But uh so uh then we get back to Clark, uh, Clark and Lois are tree shopping, which is I this is I think probably the closest it seems like to the rest of the series to me. It feels like a cute little scene where they go tree shopping. It's not terribly written. It's just kind of cheesy and it feels I think a little bit more grounded than the rest because it's probably because it has nothing to do with the other plot at all pretty much it's just Lois and Clark hanging out buying a little tree um but it's cute yeah. the little tree she says that she when she was a kid she always wanted to get to the the really beaten up little tiny baby tree and then she's like but I'm an adult now I Which, should be I'm just tired of television characters who do that it's like so... fuck all of you and like no one does that because those trees are gross and they they fall apart 
And no one wants a Charlie Brown tree. Like, come on. And it's like, I understand getting like a tree that could use a little more loving or something, but like, when you get a tree that's like half brown, you're just gonna end up with like a rotting tree by the end of Christmas Eve. So why bother? If you get a nice tree, I mean, it's also. I hope she got it for yeah, free too. Like, I mean, her and Clark like getting a tree together that's sweet and everything, but like. Everyone needs to stop with shitty trees. <laughs> but that's the whole, yeah, that's, that's her whole thing where she says, like, well, I'm an adult now, and so I should get a great tree and have a great Christmas. And he's like, yeah, sounds like a good idea. So then cut to her, of course, buying another scraggly one. <laughs> and she's like, I couldn't leave it behind. Oh, no. And he's just, uh, he's as supportive as a friend, but even he sort of seems over it. <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's your point. You made your own mistakes laying your bed, Lois. <laughs> I'm, What? <laughs> What show were you watching, more? I'm joking. I'm joking. But so, I can't believe you anymore. I'm joking. But so she puts a Christmas bubble on it, and it barely... Like, you don't think it's crappy, right? And then she puts the ornament on it's it, great. and it falls and shatters. Because I just, I feel like Clark is just like, oh my god, Lois. He's basically rolling his eyes the whole time. It's adorable. And uh, it falls to the ground and smashes. And they both just stare at like, yeah, this was a mistake. Uh, Meanwhile, the news is talking about these rats possibly becoming tradable commodities. <laughs> what like, was what that? What are you talking about? <laughs> babies. They're all the this same goddamn rats. Guys, this is my favorite scene of the entire episode. Not because it's perfect, but because I wish it had gone a different way, and if it had gone the other way, it would have been the, like the most flawless scene of the episode. So, like you're saying, the news report comes in, it's like, blah blah blah, like, the rat- <laughs> rats are gonna be tradable commodities, which is an insane sentence. They're all the same. And also- <laughs> All of them. <laughs> and Every single one of them is the same toy. <laughs> so what are you trading? <laughs> so fucking hilarious. But then, it, then if you listen to the news report, you hear in the back, it cuts to the, the weatherman. The weatherman, And yes. he says, like, like a little kid, because he's been sprayed with a rat, as you can kind of surmise. Although this is, again, happening- Back behind where Lois and Clark are sitting, so you kind of have to like pay attention. I mean, it is sort of. It's pretty, yeah. It's a pretty nice little thing in the background. I will say. And then he says, "I want more money. I'm not going to tell you if it's going to snow until I get more money." And then the feed cuts out. Now I wish it had been cut like faded black, like you know, like the technical difficulties or something. But instead, someone just asked to turn off the TV at the same time that this craziness happens. But I'm like, oh, I would have loved like. I know I would have loved like a like, you know what I mean like one of those like radio signals like like chaos is ensuing at the networks and you just go to go to commercial it was great but that's because like the, the, the whoever did that whoever the guy who played the cameraman the way he says it is so like i'm not gonna tell you if it's gonna snow until i get more money and it's like the most hilarious line oh i love it but he still he's high on coffee it's, it's I love beautiful it. and then the meanwhile and the foreground, about, yes and i quote Highly sophisticated, psychotropic, mind-altering drugs. Nothing says Christmas like that, yes. guys, right? Orphans and psychotropic drugs. <laughs> and then my favorite part of it, which is that when it's boiled... <laughs> like, who tested it to know the boiling situation? What kind of weird detail is that? It's exactly? low in sodium and high in vitamin C. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying they found the cure to the common cold. So you're no, saying they found the cure to the co- common cold in this situation. I know, I, right. I, I want to believe. Oh, good God. Which makes it okay when, uh, spoiler alert, Superman boils all the fish. <laughs> I got questions about that scene. <laughs> my entire latter half of my notes is all caps <laughs> because I just gave up at that point. 
Um, especially with the orphan shit. Uh, but so... I don't want to type it, because... Oh, it's, it's, it's like, get more money. It's so good. Oh, so... Angela, so, um... It's really... Actually, actually over sweet, it. Yeah, this is a sweet scene, I think, actually. Because earlier, Jimmy... Wait. Um... Yeah, Jimmy... He puts his name into... Stop saying Susie Q, you piece of shit. <laughs> he puts his name into the fishbowl for everyone. Okay, so... He- when we say he Secret Santa, puts his name. yeah. When we when we said Secret Santa before, and he's in charge of it. Everyone's gonna put their name in this big fishbowl, and they're all gonna pull each other's names out and then buy a gift for that person. Now this happens again within the span of like 20, 24 hours, so they're very quick about getting their gifts and everything. But um, again, this is like three days. Uh, it's this it's, it's so confusing. Or it's either three days, three weeks. Also, it's what, impossible to tell. When Jimmy was on the spray, he kept singing to himself, "For I'm a merry good fellow," and I was very upset. <laughs> that was- Awful. Yo! I was very upset about this. I'm like, I, I want Michael Landis, Jimmy Olsen back. I want him back now. So, so he had, um, I think that was actually a pretty charming scene. God, Not this, that I liked the singing, but I think it was funny, the concept that he took all, was, all the names out. It was disturbing out. to me. He took all the names out and put his name in for all of them. So he's going to get everybody, everyone's going to have him as Secret Santa. So they're all going to take a name out and it's, it's going to be Jimmy every time. Um, and then in a very sweet way, Denise Richards gets him and that's the girl he had a, like a little bit of a crush on from the beginning of the episode. And this is the scene I'm guessing where she almost bumped into a wall. Probably. There's only two of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I was like watching, I'm like, I, wanna, I wish I could see her bump into a wall. Yeah, and like, the way. I wish I could. And when she gives him a present, like, it's really sweet for a minute because she's like, here, here's a present. And instantly yeah. it becomes like, oh, wait, no, he rigged it. And she's like, oh, what the fuck? Which is funny because he's yeah, like, cause, nailed it. Because Barry shows up too. He's like, Jimmy, I, I got, I'm your secret Santa boy. No, he's gonna call him, yeah, he calls him boy. And I'm like, yeah, I love like, you. Jimmy, I'm your secret Santa boy. Like, and he throws him. It's, it's so weird. Take, it's like, like, he says that, but like, I translate it as, take your damn present. And like, then like 20 people all were like waiting until the one person to give him a present. They all give presents at once. And also like, no one else is mad. I'm like, they'd all be furious. Are you kidding me? They all have to buy the same dude presents. They should just be like, oh, screw you, Jimmy. And then keep their present and return it. Not just give him, oh, it's so stupid. But so she, she turns and runs away because she's like, fuck you. Meanwhile, Perry's wife has disappeared. Yeah, she's annoyed about the call earlier where he was it seemed like he well, was drunk, call. you know, like, on the psychotropic drugs. He he claimed he didn't want to go hang out with her that night. He felt like going to Graceland instead. Like, well, he didn't say he didn't want to hang out with her. He just, he wanted them to both go to Graceland. Oh, that's even sweeter. I thought he was just saying, like, I can't go out with you. I don't want to Merry Christmas with you or something like that. I don't know. What either way, he wants to go to Graceland. Yeah. He didn't want to kiss her. Oh, because <laughs> they're kids. Get it? <laughs> Ew, yeah. kissing. But so, so he he um. I don't want to go to the Bone Zone. I want to go to Graceland. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like you could say I want to go to Graceland and mean I want to go to the Bone Zone. So exactly, it's a little suspicious. It's a little suspicious. But so he um he's a little upset because she's won't return his calls and what she's disappeared at home, like, which I was like really. Honestly, I would have been like, maybe she's in Graceland. But also, like, they never... Maybe she, like, actually, like, thought about, like, 
We could just go to Graceland. But, like, they never go back to that until, like, she's found later on. But I'm like, that's a huge plot point for her to just be, like, missing, in quotation marks, for, like, 24 hours. And then she just shows up later. Like, I know that she needed space, probably. But usually, if it's your wife, you at least know where she's at. Like, that's pretty if You have, like, a whole, like, spot in your memory missing. Yeah, it's really weird. It's strange. This could have turned into the fugitive, Perry White. You <laughs> I did not kill my wife. But so, uh, so then she, uh... Meanwhile, here's this orphan. Yeah, she... Oh, oh my God. Um, so she... The... the the sad dinner that's going on at Lois, she also invites Jimmy and, and Chief there because they're both basically, like, brokenhearted and alone. I mean, his wife disappeared. <laughs> like, why would you be counting on her not being home when you get home for Christmas? Like, that's pretty dark for her, him to assume. Like, it's not like she says, like, she's going to stay with her mom or something. Like, she, it's just, like, she's gone. I don't know where she's at. And, like, yeah, I'll make plans for Christmas not knowing where my wife is. Like, that's a little weird. Maybe you need to re-examine your relationship, bro. But, uh, so then, uh, yeah, they show up, the Santa, in quotation marks, from the orphanage, slash, uh, the, uh, funds drive, he shows up with an orphan, basically just to guilt Clark, like- And yeah, the one who was, like, mute mute and was getting bullied. And he's there basically to guilt Clark, like, hey, Clark, you said you were gonna get me some of those presents, what's up? (laughs) He was- so dark, and Clark's like, "I'm working it's really on." It's dark when you're like the way you watch was, things. More. But come on, that was a, such a pointed way of him showing up. Like, so what's the status on those presents, right? Like, what, what else was he there for? Right? Like, I, I thought that I was mean, pretty heavy-handed. That's like it's business too. Yeah. Like, they want to make sure the kids get their fucking Christmas presents. If they don't get their Christmas presents, that's the dark thing more. Yeah, I respect him for following up on his on his. Also, Lois is again wearing a great suit with a tie and suspenders, and she's the best. She is pretty great. I loved her vest when she was being a kid. I forgot to say. She's on point this so entire episode. She dresses work, like work. she's a character. Lois Lane. She dresses like she's a character out of like Carmen San Diego, and I mean that in the she's best like, possible. Like Annie oh, Hall, I was yes. gonna say, but I guess if you want to keep it childish. Well, not even childish. You, well, Carmen guess... San Diego is cooler than Annie Hall. Yes. Well, I mean, I don't disagree. <laughs> or, or I was just thinking like adult things. We're watching. Or, like, we're adults watching an adult program. Or the mask, but that's also not really <laughs> adult. But <laughs> the mask. I. She's so. She's so on point. Like, her outfits are just, like, phenomenal. Um, but, so, yeah, so she, she invites them, then Santa shows up, he's there just to check in, and Clark promises him, like, I promise you, it's gonna be good. I'm gonna get tons of presents, I already spoke to people, slash Superman's already spoke to people, and they're on their way, they're all donating. Which, it, it, it was so weird, because earlier, when Clark shows up to ask about the presents while Lois is getting the spray in her face, he basically just asks the guy, like, so... I'm gonna try and get everyone to donate all the all the toys in ta- or toy shops in town. I'm trying to get everybody to donate some toys. Would you be okay with that? And the guy's like, "Yes, I'd be okay with that." And they cut the scene like that's all it is. I'm like, this was pointless. That's really all you need, more like what? Why do you want multiple scenes of asking store owners? No, what I'm saying toys? is, why do we need that scene at all? We don't need scenes. to see him doing that. That was pointless. That was just literally just Clark in it. That way we know he didn't forget to do it. Yeah, yeah. and like he's very you're busy. Asking, I don't know what he would have done. It at least he showed you what he did. <laughs> this is such a boring flat scene. <laughs> like, you're 
You're trying to make it more boring. Well, meanwhile, I only say that because meanwhile, in the background, there's literally a a riot going on inside the store, and Clark Kent's, like, out front, like, no big deal, helping this guy stand up, letting people, like, devolve. Well, did anyone get hurt in this riot? That's another question I have. I don't know. No, we would know if someone got hurt. I feel like someone must have gotten hurt during all this, though. Maybe not in that riot. (laughs) There, like, there was, like... An initial inciting event that, uh, where people were, like, fighting, but then, yeah, I think everything was fine after But if that. everybody's acting like kids all the time, and they're all so greedy, there must be, like, like fights going on, or people getting, like, trying to drive. People being poisoned. Yeah, or people trying to drive. You know how children are always poisoning people, more. <laughs> but, like, if you're an adult who drove to a store in the middle of the town, you have to get back home, they're gonna probably try and drive back, and... That's, they're not, they're kids now, so it, it just seems very dangerous in general. Like, I don't know what they're, they don't ever address that part of it at all. Which, I guess is good because it doesn't, you know, lead to having a bunch of really dramatically obsessed, like, obsessed. Well, I actually want this to be a two-hour episode where they go into detail about everything. <laughs> no! Leave no stone I just wish the details that they it's showed. It's not long enough. I know. I wish the details that they showed were a little more, like, explanatory because I don't understand why... They just let that go. Like, those are people that were, like, functioning human beings that became, like, they acted like monkeys or something. It was crazy. But so, uh, so Jimmy, Jimmy, um, gives a report on, um, uh, Mr. Jefferson. He finds out the background on what he was as the, 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 what was he called? Like, the, the, uh, What are you trying to say? I don't know. What's it called? The disgraced, the disgraced uh, toy maker, and um, Jesus Christ! <laughs> but um, so he. <laughs> Are you... <laughs> I love it. Um, so Jimmy gives a report on Hemsley, um, saying he's the disgraced toy maker, and then he uh, breaks the news that the rats are bad, which is like big surprise, Jimmy. Thanks for the info. Uh, but <laughs> they go, they go and figure out like, okay, he's got to be here, so they're gonna go find the damn his taxi lair. driver. What was that scene too? Was the taxi what driver? Was by? I thought the I thought the taxi driver was one of the people that were like. Yeah, affected. he was holding a rat like <laughs> in his in his lap. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, how have those people not gotten into acts? Because he basically gets into an accident with them. Like, it's really close to happening. So. It's only a matter of time before the chaos would have ensued in the city, but they never redress it. Um, cut to fucking Mr. Jefferson pouring the sludge into the, the goop, water supply. The goop. And now I have questions about this because it looks to me like he's doing it like by a shopping mall uh, on the side of a river. Like it's not like it's like in the <laughs> yeah, it's out back. I, I don't know how. F- I don't it know how far it's supposed to be. Yeah. But it's confusing because later on it, Clark flies yeah, to I know. like. You know. I know. <laughs> I know. I've got so many questions. Meanwhile, Mrs. Jefferson is giving away those teddy bears, but there's nothing wrong with them. She just likes teddy bears and I might that might just be like me being Mara, but like when they when later on we see Lois like hug the teddy bear and they're like, why did why did you just take that teddy bear with you? She's like, I don't know, I just couldn't put it down. I'm like, are they like? a thing that he was experimenting with because I don't know it's not that far off from being like greedy that he like screwed with the teddy bears too but I was like I, I hope to god they're not introducing a, a c-plot this far into the episode because I-, I could not find my way up and I was like I guess this is happening but luckily it was just a teddy bear that she thought was cute and um she's Mrs. Duffy couldn't carry them all so there was a couple left over when they get to his lair he's not there so they go find her she left a note basically saying like a your John letter where it's like um hey 
I'm Deuces. I'm done with this shit. I'm gonna go give your last good thing you made, which were the teddy bears, to people who need them. And um, uh, uh, <laughs> Mr. Jefferson comes back. Question. Yes. Real quick, and we probably have to go back. In the episode, there's someone credited as pretentious lady. Is it the woman who is fighting Lois, like, for the toy? Because that's Dean Cain's mom. Oh, fucking hell. Of course (laughs) it is. Of course Dean Cain writes an episode (laughs) and puts his mom in it. Like, of course he does. She's been in a couple episodes, apparently. Oh, Jesus Christ. But so... That actress too. No, I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't say pretentious that. Pretentious ladies, because I don't know if she was pretentious. That's how she's credited. She was wearing but... like a real nice outfit, and she was kind of rude to Lois. Like that's mine, so it might have been considered pretentious. But okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. really think it's really pretentious. They were. They couldn't even get the character names right written right on this. So I don't think. But so, but the, the weird thing about this scene though is that when. I kind of breezed over it where he's pumping the sludge into the water supply. He's cackling like a straight up villain. Like, he already is a villain, but this is like next level, like Lex Luthor at his prime stuff. Like, literally, like, I'm going to take him down. And nothing results. He just comes back, skipping back to his lair. Like, I'd have a surprise for you, Mrs. Duffy. Like, she's going to be thrilled by the fact that he just infected the world with this. And and she's just not there, and and he says I got a surprise for you, and Lois is there, and she's just like, so do we, and it's like, and he's, he, he, he's why worried did he that put he did the goo into woman. the water in the first place? I have like, no so idea. He to get- and he apparently said <laughs> was to do jack shit, and he did put it in. It's not like he was he going never to even do use that. that grappling hook. <laughs> he really did, <laughs> but like the thing that I'm concerned about is that like. Once it's in the water, it's in the water. I don't care if you boil it and it goes away. Like, it, it affected some people already. It's in the atmosphere. Yeah. Like, what are you... What? Next time it rains, everyone's gonna go nuts. Like, you don't understand the logic of science, Clark Kent. Or Dean Cain, The I water say. cycle. The water right? cycle. Right? Like, it's in the soil. Like, come on! Like, that has nothing to do... Oh, whatever. So, so... And also, if it's the... Like, the sludge is what affects people... And obviously, cheesy things like that happened on Lois and Clark. I guess. Again, it was the 90s. It, but, like, this... this is it, bad. In this episode, when there were so many, like... Wait, what? It's and then sad. it goes to that point. Like, they didn't need to include... A- In fact, that whole bit where he does the stuff with the water and then he fixes it later, it could have been pulled as well because there's only two scenes that even address it. And mm-hmm. the first scene addressing it, he immediately is, like, so remorseful. When they go to his lair and they're like, we, we gotcha, and she's off giving out teddy bears, he's, like, su- mm-hmm. suddenly it's, like, a different character. It's, like, a regular I- Sherman Helmsley character where he just feels bad, he's a good guy, he's just... In over his head. I'm like, a minute ago you were cackling at the sky, screaming, I'm gonna get them. I'm like, this is not the same person at all. I know you guys were worried if, like, the bear was also, like, infected. I was especially worried because at, like, when Lois gets that bear, like, it's sprayed by the rat. The bear is sprayed. I'm yes, like, oh exactly. no. It was? I, know, I thought that was, like, a serious plot point because it was sprayed by the bear. I mean, by the rat. Oh, you mean in the beginning of the episode? Or no? No, like, after she gets the bear in the middle of the episode. It's so fucking weird. I didn't understand why. Any it, 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 they constantly are introducing things that mean nothing, and then they're they're pulling them away, and then they're supposed to mean something then. And it's just it doesn't. You can't follow it for a second because there's no logic at all. <laughs> because that should seem like the kind of thing that would become a huge factor, and then just has dropped immediately, the same way that the homeless people were. Um. So anyway, so. Oh my god, then we get, this is the scene. This is the scene where all of my notes are all caps for the rest of my response. 
So she says, like, look, we're going to bring you to see where Mrs. Um, Duffy's at the, with the kids just to say goodbye before you go to jail. I'm like, newsflash, she's going to jail, too. She's an accessory after the fact. <laughs> right? Get yeah. the fuck out of here. I'm like, these this people are like, awful. What is happening? The law, everyone. The goddamn law. And I'm not trying to act like... Like, maybe they don't know the full story, and they think that she's just, like, you know, the put-upon-a-uh... They didn't hear all, like, you know, that she genuinely was coming for all of it, but... But she... They saw the notes, so she know... They know that she did something. Yeah, she has got some kind of... But, like, we're... I write in my... I wrote in my notes, right. That's that's going uh, into evidence. It's a miracle! I'm like, yeah, it's a miracle. Now go the fuck to prison. I know! (laughs) And it's like... And it... Oh, my God. I've got questions about a lot of... When we get to the the part with the cops and everything. My God. But, like... She... She... You could say she's definitely more apologetic, and maybe if she testifies, she'll get like a plead down sentence. But like, come on, she was totally an accomplice for half of it too. If she could plead yeah, insanity, like did. not sound mind, but she's not going to do it because she's so. In love. And, I'm, and I'm not really like here for the fact that she's not of sound mind, honestly. No, you're right, and it's also it's a really frustrating scene too because it's not just that she like should be punished and isn't. It's that they're treating her like, oh, this poor lady just got in over her head. I'm like, no! We watched her she had take the fuck off and be like, yeah, fuck those kids. Like, she was terrible, too. Just because she suddenly grew a conscious, like, literally in the last ten minutes of the episode. No. And then even then, the conscious is more just also, like, eh, I'm sick of this. You're getting a little too And then, crazy. on the list of things I'm, like, upset about, like, on the second on the list is the fact that no one says that they're just letting him off scot-free because his last name's Scott, get it? No one says that, and I'm furious. <laughs> Like, that could have been the one thing that they... Ugh. I, like, I, I was like, this is a show in the 90s. How did no one say this line? That's ridiculous. How was this line not in the episode? That's why I'm also shocked they didn't say Bah Humbug for that same reason. Like, not that you I, want that. I'm really surprised. Me honestly. too. But I'm surprised that. they didn't do it. Like, that's right there. I feel like they must have said Bah Humbug at some point during the series. So they just... Yeah. yeah they it just didn't really make sense. One. At least not from Lois. Maybe from uh, Mr. Jefferson, but not from Lois. Because Lois did not hate Christmas. Or, they made that clear. Or if they, they didn't, like, literally pop the balloon in their... Like, the, the way that this whole mm-hmm. thing is set up where he's gonna get caught, they pop that balloon because, he, like, there's no... There's no, like, oh, I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you darn, you know, Superman and... He just becomes like a person who doesn't want a mute orphan to get run over. <laughs> well, and even that, I got questions about. But, like, but regardless of that, And though, also, he fails with that, too, anyway. Oh, my God, that's what I'm saying. Wait, wait, let's get there. But, like, <laughs> Sorry. But to me, to me, like, the real frustrating thing with that is that, like, he is acting like he's this, like, good, wholesome guy. And it's like, at the end of the day, we saw you do all these terrible things... We're not going to just take your word for it that you wanted to do one thing or the other. You seem like a really bad dude, and you can't just wish all that away because you suddenly feel like being a decent person. Like, he doesn't... Just because he gave a teddy bear to an orphan, like... Right, like, it doesn't... That doesn't... <laughs> that doesn't, like, negate the fact that you sprayed an orphan in the face, like, literally less than two days ago. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And they just act like... They act like the characters are are fans of them now, so we should be too. I'm like, uh-uh. I'm, like, I'm not a fan of either no. of these people. They're both terrible. I mean, we've seen them do terrible things. They should be properly reprimanded for them, which they are not. Um, and so, and, and, and honestly, at the, at the end of the day, too, they should be kind of caught and it should have been like, oh, uh, instead it's just sort of like, oh, now now there's going to be a good guy. And they just, like, walk him over and say goodbye. I'm like, no, they should take him to prison immediately. Again, it's a miracle. Yeah, now go the fuck to prison. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so instead of, like, literally just telling the cops, like, I got the guy, they walk him over to the orphanage where all the orphans that he abused are. And they're like, here, let's all, like, hang out and be good friends now. And they bring the bear. And they go and see Mrs. Duffy, and she's like, see, I'm doing good, it's gonna be great. And, uh, 
he's about to say goodbye when we see that little orphan kid, Danielle, comes up to the gate and sees Lois holding this doll. This, this big and she... She is fucking greedy for this teddy bear. I, now, does she get sprayed? I got questions. No! So why was she so obsessed with this teddy bear? Because she goes running into the street after it like an idiot. Like, she's not that young. That I have like, a really dark that. backstory, possibly why. She's <laughs> <laughs> her having her teddy bear when her parents died. Me too! I I'm like, why did they have a line about that? Like, it should have been the teddy bear. Maybe like, she was one of the few people who like bought that teddy bear. As like, her parents bought that teddy bear. I thought they for died, sure like, they would do something with like that, and they didn't. A car accident or something? I yeah. assume a car accident. I assume all orphans' parents die yes. in car accidents. Yeah. Car so accident yeah, like she was in the back seat and she had her teddy bear, and then like her parents died and she lived, but the teddy bear was, like stuck in the car with them. So they really do go out of their way to explain like she's like this this really sad orphan. Clearly her liking this teddy bear is supposed to be meaning something, and then never go back to it. It's just immediately thrown away, like, it's not useful. Which is, like, that's her whole- not that you should make her whole existence, like, predicated upon her being this sad orphan, but, like, then what- She already is, like, it is already predicated on her being a sad orphan. So at least address that part of it, and they never do. She doesn't- she's literally mute because she's so upset. And there's a lot of other orphans, she's the only one that's mute. But, um, so she, she's there, and she goes running into the street in front of this horse and carriage. And this girl's gotta be, like, 12, 13, 12, right? 11, 12? She's not that young. I, like, she's old-ish. Nine. I don't know how old children are. I have, like, eight. Even, I, okay, that was way Eight is still are. too old to run into the street unattended in front of a horse. Like, like she, it doesn't matter how old she is. I always think, like, orphans have, like, this world knowledge, so, like... She should have known not to do that. And she's not deaf or anything, like she or blind yeah. or something. Like she's just mute. So she, and she also is only mute because I, I mean I don't think it was it was you know medical, but I think it was she's upset so she hasn't spoken. The way they imply yes. it is it's not like it's she's been mute her whole life or anything. But so so she goes running into the street, right in front of a horse, and then everyone freaks <laughs> out. And then um, Sherman Helmsley goes running off to grab her. Then, like, dives and covers her like it's a grenade. I'm like, that's not how you're gonna get Stampede. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, he could easily have gotten her out of the way. Instead, he just, like, basically, like, it's not even that he pushes her out of the way, which he could have done. He, like, jumps and, like, lays his huge adult man body over her, so she's never gonna be able to get out from under him then. So I'm like, you're basically, like, ensuring the fact that she'll get crushed to death is pretty much what he does. what's the worst about this whole, like, the whole toy man thing is that, like, He's basically on point with the toy man and, like, how maniacal he is, but the fact that they make him feel sympathy and all that ruins it. Like, no, he's a psychopath and it should be left at that. Like, at least, if you're gonna do it, like, have Miss Duffy do that. Have it be her story where she gets redeemed and he's still the villain or something. Oh, yeah, exactly. But instead it just becomes, like, she is literally an afterthought from the beginning of the episode to the end. Because she might as well, she might as well be a figment of his imagination, to be honest. Like, she's basically not even there. And so... He again. I, I I can't stress it enough. It's basically like she's she gets she gets in front of this horse. She panics and doesn't move, which I'm like. I, I guess I kind of get that you're a kid and you panic, but I'm still like she has the ability to get out of the way for herself, and she's eight or nine. She could do it, but.
But either way, she just stops the dead eyed in front of the horse. And he goes running and jumps on top of her. They both go down right in front of the horse. Basically like a bowling ball like strike. And the horse tries to swerve, but they're still right there. And then Superman comes flying out. Clark having been there before, he becomes Superman suddenly. That's to me where... I think that, I, when I, that scene happened, and I didn't watch all the show, but I did watch all of Smallville, and I have watched some other Superman um, things. But, like, to me, like, this is the epitome of why I do like Superman, but I... Have a little bit of a lack of patience with him compared to some superheroes because at least ten to fifteen seconds of that were him putting on his uniform. He could have just jumped as Clark and saved them instantaneously. <laughs> like, why do you need to put a uniform on? What a waste of time! This orphan got murdered. Like that went extremely fast. It did. It did go fast, but still, like, why like, bother doing that at that point? No one's gonna judge you for being able to jump. Like, it wasn't like it was that sophisticated like, a thing where you had to like grab I mean, like, Smallville like, territory where they're t- in and out. Right. Yeah, but like, then you're in Smallville territory where it's too many clues that he's clearly Superman if he does something like that. More, I know, I know. It's true. Everyone has to. But like, it wasn't. Ignore. At least it wasn't like they were like falling from a building and he had to jump up or something like that. <laughs> and then he's like adrenaline. Right. Like at least then he could just say, "Look, I'm just fast," you know. I don't know. But like regardless of that, it's it's ridiculous. He he tackles him over and then so not even not only is Sherman Helmsley like pointless in his attempt to save her because he basically almost kills her more instantly. He also doesn't even, in the end, save them. Superman does. So, and they're all, like, congratulating him, like, thank God for you, Sherman Helm. I'm like, what? He almost made it worse, and Superman's the only one that saved them anyway, so they should all be thanking Superman. And Seriously, this old man, he just, like, fell on this child. That's what happened. And at that point, at that point, I would have taken- the sack of potatoes. I would have taken the fact that he fell if he pushed her or kicked her out of the way. At least then, that was, like, his He fell on top of her. That, that's what I don't get. Like, there, there's a real easy scene there where he goes to, to get her- he trips, but he pushes her with all his last strength, and he basically, like, yeah, I'm gonna die. And then Super- then super, Or well, he gets crushed, oh, that'd be great. Or Superman saves him still, which it would still be, like, reasonable. Yeah. But at least then, it's not like- like He basically made things worse, essentially. Because once she's down, he's he can't- They can't get up with him on top of her. And, I mean, he's not a huge guy, but there's no way. She's, like, a 9 or 10-year-old. She's too small. So, and so, so Superman saves them both, and everyone's, like, suddenly BFFs, and they're all just like, it was alright. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, they, uh, I, I don't, he, he says, why would you have gone into the street like that? Like, the, none of them see the fact that she's staring, like, dead-eyed still at the, at the bear. And he's like, oh, it's because of the rat. And he kind of, like, he's like, see, even in these, like, these Fucking beautiful green moments, green child, and nothing means anything, Christmas Wait. is hollow. When it's his fault that she would have been greedy about it, like he still wants to be the victim. Like he still tries to make it like, see, it's still my fault. And it's like, fuck you. You it is your fault. You know what? Like either way, it's your fault. And maybe you should not feel sorry for yourself. You should just be terrible. I don't know. But so he's just like, see, it was the rat. Uh," And she's like, and then his and she goes after the bear. She's like, and he's like, it was the bear. And he didn't. No one liked the bear. She's like, ah. And then comes. Maybe one of the more insane things of I've seen for this podcast, to be honest, because this scene was so, well. There's a couple things that happen here that are insane, but so she, I mean, it's something. Honestly, if you're friends with Superman, why not? <laughs> I guess. Well, no, well that's later on. But first, we get the oh, scene. No, where, that's what you were talking about. Well, that's it, oh, <laughs> believe me, that's the other scene that I'm talking about. But then we first get the orphan. Oh, I'm sorry, the boiling of the fish. Yeah. The fish stew, if you will. That as well. But the orphan, before all that, she gets the bear and hugs it, and then she goes in this awful, I mean, 
if you're gonna get a little girl to play this character who's mute and the whole thing is like the first time she speaks is this big deal, maybe get someone who can nail that line. <laughs> like she says, <laughs> children are often terrible, terrible actors. actors. Exactly. She goes like, mum. There's a reason why like good child actors are able to like grow into good adult actors right. and whatnot. So she goes like this. I'm going to do my, my vague read of what she says. I won't do an impression. Oh, God. Because... No, more. no one wants this. But she goes like, Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's the word. It's like can someone you told her. the scene that way? People can know what actually happened. It's, I'm not that far off. She goes like, Merry Christmas to you. There's, and then goes on. She's just like, she speaks like for like 30 minutes. <laughs> Up to Danielle, you're such a fucking chatterbox. But like, watch <laughs> that. Are you seeing the same cut of the show that Maura is seeing? No, she was incredibly <laughs> talkative. She talked. She's like ten you things. Making you you watch like weird versions of the shows that nobody else is seeing. But anyway, she says "Merry Christmas" to you, and then Dick Van Patten's face is amazing. Like his face is like someone just shot her in front of him. And he's just like, that's the first thing she said since I've known her. And then she says, I love you. And I'm like, what? Okay. And then she's then she goes on to say, like, thank you. And like all she's like, like again, like a chatterbox. I'm like, Jesus. And then two sentences and you're like, nah, she said like four things. Yeah. Like, and like thank you. Like those aren't huge phrases. She says, she says, thank exactly. you, mister, I love this or something. I was like, oh my god. But so then she gives helps me a kiss on the cheek. I was like, no! He's a villain! He was terrible to her! Why are we rewarding you with a kiss he on the cheek? He's a weirdo. It's like so he was not. It's so weird. I understand at least the power of the, the bear. You could claim, like, it's just she loves the bear and you could see, like, see, you do have a good influence. But to forgive him with a kiss to the cheek like that, I'm like, no, no, no. This guy still caused nothing but chaos. That, that shit's still in the water supply somewhere and he's, like, feeling good about himself. I'm like, this is infuriating. But then once they realize that, Superman's like, so what? So tell us what you really did with it. I'm like, that should be your priority. You shouldn't be, like, talking about things like your best friends now. Instead, he's like, and what about the street tough? <laughs> nothing to do with that, still. <laughs> and he says, he says, Clark says to him, or it's, it's Superman still, because he, Clark went away. Clark wasn't feeling good. Because they're all like, because Lois, I love Lois, is the only sharp one of the bunch, which is like, where'd Clark go? <laughs> like, come on. This is Clark so hates unsolved. orphans. <laughs> Uh, and so, so Superman's like, uh, so what did you really do with the rest of that goo? And he's like, basically like the shrug, like, sorry, like, it's so ridiculous. Ain't he a stinker. And he goes, oh, I dumped it, uh, in the water supply. And then Clark proceeds to fly what seems to be to the Antarctic or something. <laughs> like, to a different state, Oh, apparently. for sure. For not only a different state, like, it feels like it's definitely, like... Different continent. It's yeah. ridiculous. And I'm like... It's like we, the rainforest. We watched... We watched him fly there before. Or not fly there. Uh, uh, dump the stuff in there. How I thought he, he was just, like, out back. Well, he was! That's the thing! He was. So, I don't know where they're trying to imply either the water got there somehow. It's in front of a dam, for sure. I thought it was the Hoover Dam, but it was definitely in front of a dam. But, like... He does not imply to be at a dam at all, and regardless of that, like, dams have extreme security, so there's no way he'd be able to dump some water in there, because there's people probably trying to do that kind of crazy shit. And, to me, like, why would What if it was just a pond and it actually did not go into any other water source? (laughs) And, like... 
But so Clark Jughead goes. did not know what he was doing. And then boils up the water and then, of course, probably kills all the living animals and plank die inside. Right? And honestly. Fist, doesn't... It's fist stew now because it's been boiled. So now it's like low in sodium and high in vitamin C. It's, <laughs> you got yourself a stew going. <laughs> But I'm also confused. Like I said before, I'm confused because I know he says that when it gets heated up, it doesn't do anything. But to me, that also doesn't make sense because the the stuff we saw before was an aerosol. So that has to be a gas. So the only way to get it to be a gas is to boil it up to a certain amount. So I don't get that at all. It should be only, if anything, he made it worse by putting it into the air. But regardless, it should be in the... Uh, it's in the soil. It's definitely in the in the uh, rain. So when it rains again, it's good. Like, it, there's so many factors here, and it just because it didn't go down the, the the dam doesn't mean that it didn't get infected in the stuff nearby that could get to the water below the dam. So that's a huge source point for a lot of water in the area. This guy should be going away for life. I hope he is. We don't really know what happens to him, but when we see him later on, no. they seem to be having a great time with him. So I don't know what to say about that, but. Before we get to that, I don't want to jump ahead because we're going to breeze over. I know what to say about that. <laughs> Go the fuck to prison is what I say about yes, that. please. And I'm furious. And people, uh, while it was in the water, if they were living in that area too, they were drinking that. Are, are they okay? I hope they're okay. Has it worn off? Maybe it's different if it's in liquid sludge form. I hope not. But you, like all these things were never addressed because meanwhile, Sherman Helms yeah, was just having what? a good afternoon. I'm like, he should not be rewarded for his terrible misdeeds. What? Yeah, Fuck he this never guy. actually tested if like if in liquid sludge form like it actually would work. Yeah. So he just like used the spray. So maybe like does nothing, especially when it's in water. What it's if you just boil on those fish for no, no reason? Exactly. But so regardless of all that. We get, I don't want to breeze over this next scene, which I said, I, in my notes, I said, this might be top five worst things I've ever watched for this podcast. This scene is, I mean, like, we've watched some how stuff. You, if you were friends with Superman, how could you not want this to happen? I mean, I, but. Uh, Come on, Laura. It is Come on. so. Let's be honest. Everything about it is just the worst. It literally, I, we've watched shit that was like, that Lifetime shit that was better produced in this scene. It's so bad. It's. So bad. Again, 1994. No, but man, it's just, it's so fucking cheesy. So we get the, uh, Perry, Jimmy, and Lois are all in the sleigh. Which again, this should be obvious as fuck to the three of them. Because it's like, well, I wonder where our best friend Clark is. What well, no, Clark's best- afraid of heights and everything. He's a weenie. But <laughs> <laughs> our other best friend, Superman, who looks kind of like Clark's brother or something, is like flying us around in a sleigh drawn by Superman flying. Shit, you not. <laughs> we really get and also, seen. in theory, they think that Clark's already gone. They think he's gone to Smallville. Well, it's infuriating. Uh, I know yeah. they think that, but just come on. Come on. It's not even subtle. Like, at least Clark... It, it, more just because... Okay, here's the thing. We obviously all know Clark Kent and Superman are the same thing. I know. So the basic principle of the whole situation is that no one expects Clark Kent to be mild-mannered Clark Kent, so we would not even think that. Right, and I, I get that whole, like, you know, obviously he looks exactly the same with just a pair of glasses kind of thing. That's been addressed on Supergirl pretty well, too. But to me, like... But it's also the way they're presented and... Exactly. Just, it's like physicality. It's like... It's like uh, Nina Dobrev, Elena versus Catherine. So I get that. I totally get that. I respect it. But to me, it's like, maybe don't bring your three best friends on there because it looks so... Like, if... Here's the reality, friend! 
Kent. I know, but it's just regardless like, of Superman or Clark Kent, which is just like so convoluted because. Come on! It's just, like, there has to be other people who aren't your three best friends who see, like, the three of you together or four of you together and think, oh, it's gotta be Clark, and they're like, no, it's Superman. And like, oh, but don't you guys all hang out with Clark? And they're like, no, this is Superman. Like, so what if it was just, like, Perry and Lois, and like, whoa, it could be Jimmy. Like, or that's basically the logic stranger. you're using, Laura. Like, that's was, the logic you're using. If I was Superman, I'd bring a stranger to throw people off my scent. <laughs> Why would you bring a stranger? It makes no sense. Why you would invite a stranger to hang out with these daily planet friends. He could be doing this with other group of friends. They don't know. I guess. But it just seems like, my god, you're just asking for trouble. Or just bring the orphan and the guy who runs the orphanage or something. That seemed more illogical to me, but instead they do like, honestly, part of me is like, yeah, it'd be cool if your friends are ready to do that, but like, at the same time, I, I, even, despite being in airplanes, like, that's contained. I would not want to oh, be that on looks the like I'd be terrified hell. out of my mind. There'd be bugs all so, over you. There's a lot of questions I had about so that. So honestly, a lot of people would be saying no to that in the first place. It's, it's they okay. were the least people brave enough it's to do winter. that. There could be geese flying around. You don't know. Like, it just seems like real dangerous. They're not superheroes either, so if they get hit in the face with Geese, they're dead. Why are you assuming a goose? First of all, a goose. It was just a singular. Well, no, if it's a flock of geese, assume... you're going to get multiple geese. Why do you assume a goose is hitting them in the face? Why a goose? Why? Because <laughs> if they're flying up at altitude, well, I guess it could be a plane, too, but, like, they're in... They're, no. they're just asking for Wouldn't trouble. Wouldn't the like, goose already have gone, like, south for the goddamn winter month? <laughs> or they'd be going then, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe. It's already, know. like, deep in winter. Who knows? Who this knows? goose is late. But regardless of that, though, like, I, there's so many questions. Ha- well, besides the geese of Your it all. Your questions are all terrible, more. <laughs> <laughs> but besides the geese of it all, there's still planes flying around. Like, I guess he's able to maneuver around them, but, like, I would just be, be lower than that. planes, Mora. I guess. I don't know. I've got questions. I don't understand. Also, he'd be able to hear if a plane was coming. Fucking hell. He's faster than a plane, Mora. Well, owls are still, <laughs> owls are still around. Did you say owls? I'm trying to think of animals that are around during the winter. Owls. You're, also like, you're also, like, discounting the fact that he has, like, super hearing, super senses, <sighs> everything. He would be aware if something was going to hit them in still, the face. Still, you know what? You, you, you've explained away most of my major issues, but still, I feel like it's just I too risky. I explained all of them. <laughs> because your issues are ridiculous. <laughs> I still would not feel safe, though. Would you, you would really feel safe just, like, flying around in an open sleigh? Well, I wouldn't feel safe just because I'd be, like, I would be nauseous and want to yeah, vomit. Or I'd fall. But, like, it's Superman. Or, you know. I wouldn't be afraid of things hitting me in the face because it's Superman. That's true. But I but, still, like, I, it just seems I, like I, an unnecessary risk. I don't know. There'd be no goddamn goose hitting me, that's for sure. <laughs> well, it, it is a very <laughs> topical time. Like, he's lucky it's, it's, you know, Christmas time. Because if it was any other time, you'd definitely have... <laughs> I, I hope you don't run into a pear tree because that damn partridge. No, I was gonna say you're lucky it's not Christmas because otherwise there'd be geese all over the airways. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's wrong with you? A lot of things. A lot. <laughs> Jesus. All right. I'm sorry to anyone who is still listening to this for some reason. I apologize on Morris' behalf. You're welcome. So, so, so Clark's pulling them in the sleigh and then sets them down in front of the orphanage and no one reacts like this is the most insane thing they've ever seen in their lives. I'm sure they saw him pick them up. Oh, Jesus. 
Superman more. What don't you understand? He's an alien who flies. Uh, there's just something about the image of him, like, pushing the sleigh, like, the way his hands were on the sleigh. First of all, is it, like, a custom, it like a custom-made sleigh? Like, how is he able to... I, I guess maybe the bottom of the sleigh? It's confusing. But so, either way... <laughs> he probably... Just go to a fucking mall. You'll see a sleigh. But so he's pushing the sleigh, and he comes back, and, um, Shaw... And- he's also pulling the sleigh, by the way. That's what I mean. That's what's so weird about it. Like, it looks so... It's, like, so... Not it's so unflattering for Superman to be doing it because it looks like like a little kid or I don't know it's so weird the way it is like it's what? just not a very what? supermanly kind of what? thing to be pushing a sleigh. That's like what animals pulling do. pulling and pushing are two different things. More so, pushing, <laughs> whatever it is, flying with the sleigh in tow. But uh, so he shows back up, and um, uh, the uh, Jeffersons are helping to give out toys now. Jefferson's. It's really confusing because, again, they're really just people who are potentially responsible for people's... They're really people who should be in prison. Exactly. Like, they're definitely responsible exactly. for people's, like, being dosed with a chemical, but they're also responsible for probably injuries and other things that have resulted as that. But, like, like um, there's two cops there, and when Superman shows up, he's like, hey, can we let them help give out these presents? Because- yeah, the cops show up, and they're like, time to go. I was like... Can we spend more time with the kids? I'm like, no, you may and not spend more time like, with the kids. Okay. Go to prison. Okay, sure. Like, no. These are the so people that like, I'll to the prison. And they're like, one of the cops says, okay, sir. I appreciate that. He calls your man, <laughs> sir. I'm like, yeah. at least, like, the Metropolis PD know what's up. Right. And so, Superman, They know who's boss. Superman, um, <laughs> Superman's just kind of like, okay, we're gonna, you know. That's how Gotham should end. It should just be like, <laughs> Superman shows up like I'll take it from here. With God, Gotham would be such a better city if Superman uh, just like fixed that shit. Is Gotham still going on? It is. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah, it is. But um, it is. Um, but so um, uh, on top of all of that, like Superman's like basically like you want to get back in the sleigh and go for round two, but like um, the chief Which is, sounds like, like a sex thing the way you say it. <laughs> hey. Get those geese involved for your weird like kinky shit, Mora. <laughs> Lois is enjoying this. She's like, real Christmas. Yeah, Lois is like, oh, this feels like Christmas finally. Like, oh. it seems like the whole episode she's been waiting for this to happen. Like, something happened. Yeah. Pretty much. Also, Mrs. Jefferson puts out some, like, mistletoe for her and Mr. Jefferson. I'm like, no, oh, why isn't this for so Lois and Clark? I was furious. And then she says, like, oh, well, we're jumping ahead of the one scene, but we can go back. It's, it's, she's, like, super gross. And she's like, hey, Mr. hey, it's Mrs. Duffy. She says to her, like, hey, Mrs. Duffy, like, thanks for blah, blah, blah. And she's like, she's like my, my name, name is Margaret. Margaret. And what I want is for this Christmas is you. Uh-huh. I, and then the kids, and, and the, the kids, kids you, and the kids all go, ew. And I was like, I, yeah, kids, me too. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know these, these, these two play marriage for, like, literally two decades, but gross. I don't want to see this after they're basically, like, Potentially murderers. And they don't deserve a happy ending. Exactly! Exactly! <laughs> it's ridiculous. Why is that kiss the last thing that we see? Why did they get the Clark? mistletoe and then we have to, like, watch Clark and Lois not kiss for, like, a long so time? So stupid. Next to each other at a they are, like, <laughs> the way the episode ends is, like, they are aggressively not kissing. It's so stupid. <laughs> but before, before that, too, I want to say that what was this? It's Perry, the chief. He gets a call from his yeah, wife, he, and she's back in town. Everything's cool again. She's in appropriate she's at a hotel nothing. downtown. And yeah. she's in an appropriate uh, hotel downtown. And it's so hilarious because he's like, "Oh man, I gotta get down there quick." And Superman's like, "Here, hop back in. I'll give you a ride." So I'm like, "So Superman's taking Perry down for a booty call, essentially." And I'm like, "This is ridiculous." But they, they, whatever, it's just the thing, you know. And um, I mean, it would be a booty call. If he was gonna ditch his wife afterwards for. <laughs> No, I know, but it was definitely, it was 
imply that he wanted to get down to the hotel as quickly as Why possible. Why wouldn't he want to get down to the hotel? Yeah, he wants to get down in the hotel is what I'm trying to say, Latoya. But, we, so, we, we knew they were going to have sex the whole time. Oh, I'm sure. It's Christmas, you know. The, but, um, but not even nice conversations. <laughs> the first thing we hear from Perry in this episode. <laughs> oh my god, Perry's the best. But so... Lois also tells Jimmy that she patched things up with Angela, which we never see. Um, but we see her like there show like, up and be happy. Do you but... really want to see that scene? No. Switchers has to emote, but it's so she does not emote in this entire episode. Oh no, she's pointless. for the brief scene she's in. By the way, I, I looked it up and like uh, Angela's not in more episodes, but like Jimmy mentions her like in a couple episodes. Okay. So there was like, at least some. Res- it was so funny though because like, this whole this whole like crux of this episode, and she's basically in two scenes and then never seen again. But I guess that's it, it is standard TV, but it's just so funny to me because. It makes it seem like she's such a bigger deal than she is. And he, like, sees her and everything's better and they're, like, gonna maybe date or something. And then, um, Clark's playing. He gets, he shows up to the party. He's the only one that shows up. Which I think is kind of actually kind of rude because she invited other people. And I don't know what Jimmy and Angela were doing. They could totally have come. But, um, Clark's playing was in quotation marks, snowed in. Which she's like, it's not even snowing. And he's like, I just want to have sex with you, basically. Come on. I he's, love like, you. he's like, it's, it's not? And then, like, they're both like, like it's so oh, obvious. Yeah. It's like, like good God. Like, it's time to have sex now, right? My, like, my next thing is like, JK, I want to bone you. <laughs> like, like... <laughs> I'm not honestly, trying to be rude because obviously you put a person. Of this episode, but, oh God. Besides him boiling the fish, you do not look like Dean Cain. <laughs> Don't watch the boiling the fish. Watch the last scene and, and try to like just try to say that they. They, they don't want to jump each other. You do not. You do not. It's ridiculous. You do not look like Dean Cain or Terry Hatcher in the '90s and not have sex with each other. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yes, okay. seriously. So, um, if there's one thing you can say about this episode, you can't say that they have no chemistry. Right. You can't they say definitely that. have like a good rapport. And I've only seen this one episode that I'm aware of. So. And you are ready for them to get down to of it. Course. I mean, like, I wasn't even like super like cheering, but it's like obviously they're gonna. Oh, they're not even gonna. Uh, not even on the. Okay. Alright. So basically, there's not even like, a kiss on the cheek. And Sherman Helmsley gets more action in this episode, like from both the little kid kiss and then the, and Mrs. Buffy. Seriously, Clark should have stolen that mistletoe from Mrs. Jefferson. <laughs> and, like, He's like super like, speed. He could totally have grabbed No them. mistletoe for criminals. Or he could have given him the present of mistletoe instead of. Well, I mean, I guess it's supposed to be cute what he gives her, but he gives her a present. It is a tree topper for her little, like, sad little Charlie Brown t- tree, and she's, like, super touched. She puts it on. A star made from actual stars? Whoa, was that what that was? Yeah, because yeah, like, she says, he sky, says yeah. Superman got it. Oh, right, 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 right. And then, like, she's like, where'd she get it from? And he, like, points up, basically, yeah. I didn't know it meant, that meant, okay, that makes, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous. He made, her, he made the star of her ceiling, Maura. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. No, I, I, I knew it was from Superman. I didn't know that it was supposed to be stars. That, that's, I guess, was, that seems like a waste of stars, but, alright. But I guess we're you, not doing anything. You don't believe in love, apparently. It's <laughs> like a waste of stars. What do you think stars are for? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, stars shining. are like a waste, like, just standing, like, being up there. Yeah, at, at least, least do something with it. Now. Exactly. Oh my god. It was so Which, honestly, that's like the best present you could probably ever give anyone. And I'm like, no one should ever give another present ever after that. Yeah, I know, right? That's what's part of Poor me is just like, Jesus Christ. That's so loaded. Also, I, I was more surprised that he got had a present from Superman. I'm like, really, bro? You can't even, like, say it's from you? Like, this is the one chance you have to, like, seal the deal and you still give, like... Superman all the credit? Like, Superman my the God. Credit, yeah. No wonder <laughs> she won't bone you, man. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> so you're in the friend zone, man. Oh, my God. I have... I hate... fucking hate that, but also... 
There's also I was, a, let's get like bro talking with Clark Kent. No, bro talking with CK. Let's do it. <laughs> but I also have questions about like objectively in this scene where she does mention obviously he mentions Superman, so kind of it's vaguely in the conversation. But then it mo- it moves on to the carolers and stuff, and then she goes back and they're just like sitting there enjoying each other's presence. And she's like, I wonder what Superman does on Christmas. I'm like, damn. Objectively, if Obviously, we know the reality of that's Clark, and he knows the reality of I'm Clark and Superman, but if this was just a random dude she was hanging out with, that's such a fucking shitty thing to say. Like, they're sitting there enjoying each other's company, and she's just like, appropriate of nothing, I wonder what Superman does on Christmas. Like, your presence is useless right now. I'm only wondering about Superman. It was so weird. But so he's just like, yeah, yeah I think uh, he probably well, is close to Well, a, a fun fact also, I think it's from TV.com, mm-hmm. like, when she's getting out her wallet, like, to pay off the taxi guy, apparently there's a picture of Superman in her wallet. <laughs> Are you fucking what? kidding me? Like, this is how this shit happens. This is why I hate that nice guy bullshit, because it is bullshit. But it's, to me, it's like, this is, if Clark could just make a move, she would totally acknowledge, well, she's yeah. just so focused well, on yeah, Superman. that's true. Superman's he, the one that makes all make the moves. It works, so. Yeah. But until then, he's fine. Exactly. They're just. And so, just, so she puts her head on his shoulder, and then it's. And they're like, they're gonna kiss, right? Of they're course. They're gonna kiss, right? Nothing. Not even a smooch. Not even, like, on the cheek or anything like that. Insane. It's so ridiculous. Like, this is the one chance you have to even have, like, a, 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 a strings attached kiss. It's a Christmas, Christmas episode. You have a bit, like, the next episode in January. Like, you could do how it. do you want to end this episode? Even if you did a mistletoe, it would have just been, like, that awkward time kiss on the mistletoe. It doesn't have to be romantic, really, even though it is. But, like, Jesus, they just let all of it slide. And then that's it. That's that's how everything wraps. Although we do yes. get, as the credits roll, a uh, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. And I'm like, is that Perry? Like, oh, because they react. Uh, they hear the, the jingling, and and she assumes it's Superman still on the sleigh. And Clark's like, well, no. It's not. <laughs> Clark, it's Clark Kent. This is a show uh, Clark in the Kent, 90s. colon, subtle as fuck. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> To me, when I heard the ho, 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 Merry Christmas, I'm like, is that, like, Perry, like, climaxing somewhere? <laughs> because he was just a Santa. And then episode ends and we get executive producer Robert Singer, of who course. is executive producer on Supernatural. Oh, and Jim Beaver actually guest starred in an episode of Lois and Clark in the first season. Oh, my God. So, and he went on to play Bobby Singer in Supernatural. Connections. Wow. Connections. But, yeah, so that's the episode. I mean, that was... That was completely insane from like start to finish. I cannot and I, recommend it more. One more version yeah, of the sh- episode that would have been written by an actual staff writer and not Dean Kane. <laughs> Dean Kane is so bad at writing; it's ridiculous. Like, why would I, so much of this is impossible to follow? It's amazing. It's uh, so plot hole. Like, just I cannot so recommend it more. I think it was terrific. Did you enjoy it, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it. How about you, Rashida? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I okay. Like I watched this show, marathoned it once, and I really liked it as a whole. Mm-hmm. So I completely forgot an episode like this existed. So that was they let him write another episode in 1995. By the way, guys. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I saw. I looked that up. <laughs> I don't even know if I could ever stomach another one. This was so unbearable. <laughs> Virtually destroyed. Also in December. But <laughs> I don't think it's the Christmas episode, but it's also in December. So basically he's writing the Lois episodes, and but everybody's away on vacation, yeah. is what you're saying. Lois and Clark are invited by a computer geek billionaire to experience his new virtual reality program. He manages to trap two inside the program in order to extract information from Lois about Lex Luthor. So you're saying that he basically, like... He was the original. Paula Poundstone is in that episode. Oh She's the God. voice of the computer because it's the 90s. So, 
You're saying that he wrote, like, an early 90s version of, what is it, like, the game or something? Like, <laughs> whatever that was called. <laughs> oh, God, that's horrifying. <laughs> so, alright, well, that was, that was, uh, Clark, Lois and Clark, the return of, was it, New Adventures of Superman? My God. Oh, my God. The return of Superman. The return of the the Return of the Mask and Lois Lane's amazing suits. I said Return of the Mac, but you want to return. You want to keep going with the mask, okay? <laughs> I didn't hear you said Mac, but I love it even more. All right, well let's get on the plug. So what's up with you, Latoya? I would like to plug the song Return of the Mac. <laughs> and that's nice. it. <laughs> that's it. Not your Twitter or nothing. Nope. You can play play us out with Return of the Mac. Oh my god, that's Return of the Mac. All right, uh, what's up with you, Rashta? Um, nothing, actually. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. You should also plug Return of the Mac. My Twitter account is Falula Tonks. Awesome. Yeah. All right, and as always, I am at Mari. The next episode of this show, our final season's greetings episode, is Saved by the Bell, the new class, season six, episode 13. Again, it's season's greetings, like everything Be else. ready for us to talk about how Bianca Lawson has not aged. the right way? Yeah, oh, every one of our season's greetings is spelled G-R-E-E-D-I-N-G-S, so. Wow. <laughs> there was okay. a lot of original TV being made in the 90s, guys. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, stay tuned for that. You can find us on Twitter at the Televoid, at the Televix, and I'm recapping uh, Supergirl. If you like this, you might like that. Um, also, Vampire Diaries, although that's now on vacay. And then... Um, Good. Good. Uh, <laughs> I Zombie as well. They're both... All, everything's kind of going off for the winter, but go back and read those if you like this. Um, and then you can email us at televoid at gmail.com, rate, subscribe, review us on iTunes. And in the meantime, thanks for wandering into the Televoid. Happy holidays! Season's greetings! Hey. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks, Professor Hill.